0: Look at my nails.
1: Did you get them done? <laughs> I had a
0: manicure. I had a mani petty the other day. <laughs>
1: okay, wait. What? Um I'm not judging you, John.
0: Don't you judge me. It felt it's, great.
1: It's this place this place has always it's, been known it's it's for its, its so it's, safe. Its, it's a safe space. It's a open space. You know, we don't judge anyone for their uh race religion proclivities
0: species? species nikki
1: i'm looking at you you bitch or literally or, or even if they choose to pamper themselves Dude, you know?
0: look look i feel like okay last week or last episode we were yep. talking about
1: nail ripping cutting. toenails and stuff
0: <laughs> typical typical but, and then it was pod. it was random my friend was like oh john i'm my friend was like i'm leaving singapore i have a package deal with this uh nail place you mentioned uh-huh. you want to try it out do you want to go and i was like fuck yeah and we had, you know, like in Parks and Rec, yeah. where they're like treat yourself. I had a treat yourself day. You had a treat yourself day. We did. We went to Sasha and Sons. My friend Tam and I. We went to Sasha and Sons. Had bagels for Box, brunch. Yeah. Yep. Got the Mani Petty, which let me tell you, From it's a great experience. From a place nearby. From a uh, place, a uh, different place. Okay. Um. But yeah, it was like it was like a massage, but for your hands. For my hands. And then like my feet felt very soft because they like r- like scrubbed off all the, um. Well, dead skin. What, yeah, you, I was gonna say I, exfoliate. Was gonna, I was gonna say dead skin, but that's uh, what's the word? That's redundant. It's redundant. Is it all skin is dead? <sighs> but like the dead er skin, I guess. The
1: the truth, dead, the truth is out there. The, the skin that's ready to the, 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 the skin that's to bounce. Yeah, yeah. So
0: um, exfoliated that it felt good.
1: I've never dared to venture into dude, the world dude. of Manny mani pedis um, for for one reason only because I have enough shit in my life that I want to do but don't have time to do mm. i don't want to add many petty to that list you know yeah i it's, was worried
2: about
0: it becoming a thing
1: yeah see it's not a long list for me it's just you know, know video games uh massages uh a movie you don't have time for these things is that what you're saying well no it's i barely have time for these things right and if i added and if i tried a many petty, and it became a part of my life that i i felt that i i needed
0: have you ever thought that you've been doing too much music hmm yeah, Come back, <laughs> Come back. back on that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not going anywhere, you know. Yeah, it's exactly.
0: just, it's. I just feel like I'm. Hitting no, I'm not saying end. it's not going. anywhere. I'm just saying that you can get more Manny petties <laughs> if you record less albums. Mm, 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 mm. F- went to China less.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of which, want to kind of just jump straight I into? I think we should. Yeah, let's. It's it's, it's gonna
0: be. A, it's a, gonna be a jam-packed episode. Let's just jump so right into it. So much jam. Let's. Mm. Just call us a donut because we're full of jam. Let's just do the damn. Job okay, again. fine.
1: When you see your bud and wanna know what's new, you just gotta ask. Hey, what buddy. What you been up to? Okay, so you ti- very timely mentioned recording albums, going to China. Oh yeah, by the way, well, welcome to the episode. Oh, there uh, we go. Um. Uh, uh, um 89? I don't know. (laughs) so I didn't say it. Um, So I just came back. We'll deal with it when we deal with it. We'll deal with
2: it when we deal with it. Um,
1: So uh, I just came back from China uh, last week. Mm -hmm. I was in Beijing. Nice. And yeah, really productive. I was there for about two weeks and some change. That's crazy. Really nice productive time. Uh, Finished a bunch of songs. uh, Got a bunch ready to kind of go that are underway. And yeah kind of in the full swing of the creation process, and uh I had this little kind of epiphany while I was there um maybe not so much of an epiphany as an affirmation mm-hmm. okay, so I'll explain uh I've been having a weird couple of weeks you know i'm i'm, I'm I've been very unmotivated to leave the house I'm kind of just
0: becoming I- a spinster.
1: Out of sorts of myself, I've just been feeling very, like, n- uncomfortable in my own skin.
0: I don't know. I feel like, well, I don't know about that, but I feel like you've just been, like, needing a break.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's it. Um,
0: like, I, literally, I, I, you've been going out <laughs> of your house too much. I've just
1: been feeling... No, even then. Even, like, there were times where I, I, I would spend days, uh, uh, consecutive days at home and just kind of not feel like seeing anybody or doing anything. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some kind of very low-grade depression going on there. Mm. But I was feeling just very out of myself, you know? Um, and when I was in China, because I was back in studio, we were tweaking stuff, we were figuring out lyrics, we were uh, sorting out arrangements um we were I was composing um during the free time, and I forgot how much I missed that, and I forgot how mm. much I missed that process of creation and being in that state of flow, you know where you're just making music,
2: yeah,
0: having a great time doing
1: it, and I getting mean,
0: something cool out of it. I feel like that's like the romantic view of what it is to work in the industry or to be a creative is like, it's that it's supposed to be all that stuff. It's yeah. supposed to be all going to a coffee shop and writing or li- <laughs> under a sycamore tree. Yeah. With, you know, that's the fancy, but the, the fact fra- is you got to hustle. I mean, you got to do the shoots, you got to do the jobs, you got to interviews, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But you're saying that you just miss I, I, the creative. part. Yeah.
1: I think, um, you're correct. You know, a lot of stuff happens around the entertainment industry that is not quite related to the thing that you're entertaining people with. Mm hmm. Um, but I guess it gets really easy to, to lose your center or kind of forget your center. Yeah. And when I was in this creative process and I realized how much better I was feeling, I was just so much lighter, you know, I was just, I just felt much lighter and I, yeah, I felt like I found my center again. Like when I was over there, it was really nice. And it was also really, when I say reaffirming, I mean, It's good to know that that's still a very strong part of me.
0: Of course. Because... There was never any doubt. Well, uh,
1: there's always self-doubt. And you lose yourself in the process and you start to... Your self-confidence gets shaken Mm. when you put yourself out there so much and you're not really in the creation process. And you just... You know, it it shakes the foundation of any creative, I think, when you are um, constantly doing and not really creating
0: yeah, well if it's any um, consolation I never doubt you. It's you know, Down it's myself.
1: just it's just been a strange uh, couple of weeks and I was really happy to have kind of I know th- that true north is exactly what I, I it's always been. That's you know as, as opposed I feel to like
0: Beijing is pretty much north from where we are. <laughs> so that makes it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Metaphorically no, yeah. and geographically. Yeah,
1: so I'm trying to phrase it properly but it's, it's more so like you know i always knew music was the center but i sometimes doubt that and this last trip in china kind of reaffirmed that
0: i feel like you should write a song about it Mm. you are my center (laughs) whenever i find her Uh, doesn't make sense i'm really going for like real no it's the third
1: it doesn't make sense but it rhymes yeah it rhymes and i realized while listening to a lot of music lately that sometimes that's all you need semi-rhymes no not even that I, I'm saying sometimes all you need is rhymes and you don't even need sense because think about oh yeah sure think about the chorus of Michael Jackson's beat it that is an example of a mm-hmm. song that was written because the whole thing sounds. rhymes by the way yeah that that's a that's a a perfect example of a song that was written and done the way it is because it just feels right. You but know what? If You really break down the lyrics.
0: Yeah, you you know what? That's weird coming around. I feel like I talk to a lot of like my musician friends who are around like uh, yeah. our age or your age or younger yeah. who are like, oh, it's so simple. Anyone can do it. But I'm like, but there's an art to that as no, well. No, yeah, you know restraint. I
1: mean? It's called restraint, yeah. and it's called artfulness. Exactly. But, Okay. Do break,
0: break down lyrics Just to go to beat it Okay Actually this is gonna be A big moment in my life Cause okay. I have no idea What the fucking lyrics are Exactly Show is not funky So Show is, show is not funky beat, beat, okay, beat it Beat it
1: Beat it Beat it No, no one, one wants to, to be, be defeated. defeated
0: Yes Okay uh, uh, So show far Show him how
1: funky show
0: Strong it. is how far. Go go go
1: Show him how funky Strong is your fight It doesn't matter who's wrong all right just beat it clearly beat it doesn't matter who's it, wrong it, or right it, because
0: that made no fucking sense beat it beat
1: it beat show it, beat him, it.
0: <laughs> show him what's funky what? show him what's uh, forgot beat it Lyrics. i need to sing the whole thing
1: beat it beat it, beat it there's no one's beat it, beat it show him how funky strong is your fight show him how funky strong is your fight i believe those are the lyrics
0: show in not show him it, according to this okay show and how funky strong boy I, I
1: always sing show
0: him. Well, according to AC lyrics, it's showing. Showing how funky showin strong how is your fight. Showing how funky strong is your fight.
1: It doesn't matter who's wrong, or right? Just it doesn't beat matter
0: it. Who's wrong, or right? <laughs> so you know,
1: lyrically, if you really try to break down, beat it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But the thing, sometimes I think sometimes a lot of too much emphasis maybe is put yeah. on like having every line mean something when sometimes it just makes you feel good. You know? Yeah. And I found so, I found a little bit of value in that because um, recently um, I worked with some local songwriters and I realized that oh, you're placing way too much importance in every line and not paying attention to the big picture. Where they kind of, they they, they look into the song like way too microscopically that they forget to zoom out and see that they're kind of... So
2: the can't
0: the, see the lyrics for the verse. It, it, you can't see it, the verses for the lyrics. It's more so like
1: when you zoom out after like doing so much fucking micromanaging of every lyric and making sure that like it means something or tells some kind of story, you zoom out and you realize that there's way too much
0: in there okay. It's too dense, dude, sorry, I feel like we've come we've found some kind of conspiracy theory because I found another website it's the lyrics are different. This one says "Showing how funky and strong is your fight Show
1: him how, how funky, funky and, strong and strong is your fight it doesn't matter. But, I mean, it's roughly there. But you can agree that neither of those sentences makes sense. The point is that
0: no one fucking knows what Michael Jackson's <laughs> saying. Because surely they're like, oh, this is the sen- Wait, what? But uh, it feels okay.
1: good, man.
2: It feels good.
1: Aspiring songwriters out there, the message here is if it feels good, just lean into it. You don't have to nitpick at Does it mean anything? Does it change someone's life?
0: In fact, that's kind of an interesting point because I was listening to this album called Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Um, Where I feel like they used that technique. Wait, pause.
1: Explain. Okay, there's a
0: musical. It's kind of the hit musical right now on Broadway called Dear Evan Hansen. An original musical, not based on a book, movie, or anything. It's pretty cool. But the reason I bring it up in this situation, because I feel like there's a song, and I want to talk to, about it with you some other time musically. I feel like there's a song where a, the whole point of this musical, right, is this kid is creating a lie because this other kid committed suicide. And because of a sequence of events, people see, come to believe that Evan Hansen, the main character, their friend, is their best friend. Yeah. Yeah which is a lie so he's building this lie and one of the scenes is where he's writing he's fabricating emails from him the dead kid to himself and the lyrics are so simplistic and the rhymes are so basic that i wonder if that was a technique used to get over the fact to show the fact that it's a lie it's kind of really interesting Mm. the song is the song is actually is is the uh, the title track dear evan hansen wow oh no it's sincerely me is what it's called sincerely me oh it's, but the rhyming structure is very simple. It's really, it's really interesting. I
1: haven't looked into this musical too much, but, um, but I, I've heard the, the big songs. That's about it. Um,
0: yeah. You know, the biggest song is actually, is like, is the biggest facade. It's like a, what's the big song? The big song would be uh, You Will Be Found. Yeah. That's a, there's, there's that, okay, that's what I'm saying about it's this It's another musical. lie. It's a big lie. Yeah. And, but I want to talk about it too, because that comes off, that song to me comes off as really saccharine mm. and like fake, yeah. which I think is the point. Mm. So I think there's like layers to this musical that are really good. By the way, guys, if you're looking for a recommendation listen to Dear Evan Hansen. It's very Welcome back. <laughs>
1: we lost people for a bit there.
0: For like two minutes. Now yeah, we're back. Yeah, yeah, we're back. No, um, no, show them how fun Who's them? And the people show them you how want funky to beat? To show the funkiness? Okay, so what What's is it? Yeah, well, I was going to ask. What is it? Is it? Beat it. Beat it. Beat it. Is it beat it as in, like leave? I guess or jerking it. So it is your penis. Beat it, beat it. No, no one wants to be, be
1: de-
2: flaccid, depleted.
1: I don't know, man. See exactly, depleted. <laughs> is it depleted? Ooh, no one wants to Was be, be depleted? depleted. Makes more sense. Yeah. And no one
0: knows what the lyrics are anyway. Show That's them how spunky. Spunky. <laughs> yes, cum is all right. <laughs> Schlong is so tight. God, we're like, we're like, we're like the Weird Al Yankovic for uh, the the Gen X Show no, for them the those generation. Spunky.
2: How spunky
1: slung is so tight. It uh, doesn't matter who Oh right, see, we just made beat it so make good. more sense. So good. If anything, see, this is what I mean. We tried to make beat it make sense, and arguably came up with something worse.
2: They're or
0: out. Better. They're out to get you. Better leave while you can. Don't want to be a boy. You want to be a man. They're
2: about to get you. Better be leave stay alive. while you can. They got to be a boy. You get to be, be a man. man. You want to stay alive, better do
0: what you can, so beat it. Okay, so this beating it is his way of surviving. Okay. Is he like... It's like like, his mantra.
1: It's his life mantra.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Does he jerk off to survive? Is he like, is it like south of the border, Mm. Tijuana? Mm. Or or maybe The gringos are after him i don't really get this song man and,
1: and he needs a, a way to, to to make the floor slippery so I, yes like it's like home alone <laughs> yeah, it's like home alone it's yeah. like james bond <laughs> sitting just traps everywhere
0: uh, you have to show them that you're not really you're really not scared you're playing with your life this ain't no truth or dare they'll kick you and they'll beat you and they'll tell you it's fair so beat it beat what is it i don't understand fuck you i'm gonna never be able to listen to this song again nathan thanks a lot Good song, though. So that's what you've been up to. You've been ruining my Michael Jackson experience.
1: Exactly. Now, I've I've just been appreciating music in a different way. Also, cool. fun fact before we bounce on to the, something that's not music um, Beat It was composed by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. arranged by Michael Jackson for the most part, um, and he does not play an instrument.
0: So the way he. Yeah, right? He yeah. beatboxes into like a recorder, right? Exactly. He's like, this part he, should he, go. He did a
1: multi-track. So um, listeners out there, if you're a Michael Jackson fan. Can you
0: really, really quickly explain the difference between writing a song and arranging a song?
1: Okay, so when you're writing a song, you're pretty much writing the melody. I mean, that's more composition. I guess writing a song is, if you want to be super strict, it's like writing the lyrics.
0: So it's writing the lyrics, not even like the piano part.
1: That would be like the composition
0: already. Okay, yeah. so writing a song is just ly- that makes no sense. Doesn't mean doesn't seem right.
1: Well, it's it, the ly- <laughs> the line. If you're going to be strictly saying writing a song, then you okay. have to, uh, then they're lyric writers. But you know, for the most part, songwriting people acknowledge that you kind of compose the melody and you write the lyrics, and then. You put them together. So what does Elton
0: John do? Because Elton John does not write his own but, lyrics. Uh, no, no,
1: arranging. Arranging is different. Arranging is, say, for example, um, Gravity from Continuum in John Mayer. Yes. So the album arrangement would be done by somebody else. Yep, and the, the live, live version. version would be done by somebody else. Yeah, arrangements. Just That's like.
0: the thing. Because, like, for example, I mean, not to keep going back to Broadway. I mean, we talk yeah. about Alex Lacamoire, who's uh-huh. like the, the go-to arranger person in the orchestra. Compo- uh-huh, uh-huh. So, what do they do? So, like, someone's like, here's my song. It goes like this. Here are the lyrics. And here's like the very. Kind of. That's kind of what I assume. So, so
1: usually the song structure, when when you put it out there, it's for the most part verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus. Sure. Um, And before you even submit a song in for arrangement or if you even start arranging a song, you should have those key elements of verse, chorus, bridge, pre chorus, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's up to the arranger to figure out how to make it more interesting how to make every section sound different to each other and have that distinction, huh. what instruments to put in at every different section so you're arranging the instruments. Okay. So, like, for example, when I'm writing the song, I'm just writing it to chords. So, oh, over here, play G. Over here, play C. Over here, play A. Whatever it is. Right. it's the but I guess that's job. what I
0: meant by the piano part. So that, yeah, to yeah. me, in my head, it was like... Okay.
1: Yeah, but it's the arranger's job to figure out how to make those things sound the way that the uh, people... One, All right, 100%. so here's a
0: hypothetical, right? Say yeah. you have a song and you want to have like a horn bit, yeah. like no one really writes. I don't, I'm i guessing the songwriter didn't write.
1: Well, the songwriter can have an idea. The songwriter can go, yeah, like, oh, so over here know. I wanted to go like ba 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 ba, 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 ba or something like that, and oh. it's up to the arranger, where, in conjunction with the producer. It takes a village. This is so interesting. uh arranger and the producer to kind of figure out how to write the part how many instruments How m- like how m- like do we want a single horn do we want a horn trumpet sax trio right. do we want a sax sax horn trio there's a lot of different variations to get different sounds Bruno Mars I believe he uses horn horn sax sax trumpet and the bigger uh, trum- saxophone.
2: between trombone. trombone and
1: is there something Tuba. between trombone and saxophone yeah it goes the, the, the tenor, trum- tenor, sax, tenor, sax, tenor sax tenor sax that's the other
0: way that's yeah. a woodwind also god,
1: yeah. god. Um, but yeah it's up to the arranger to figure out like <laughs> what to put where. And if, for example, like say, oh, I think between the uh, second chorus and the bridge, we need to have a nice music break. And then he'll arrange that music break. What instruments to put in there. And then it's the producer's job to figure out what, Kind of instruments to use like you know how to mic them right uh, uh how to mix them
0: together i'm genuinely like really interested in this all this shit because yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. interesting yeah yeah creation i, f- of I kind of forgot what the jumping off point i was. know me too <laughs> i was thinking about that about a minute ago i'm like where yeah. were we going with this already you said okay let's go back let's go back before hi everyone welcome to episode blah, 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 it, uh- oh yes fun I fact beat fun it fact. was written by michael jackson Evan hansen
1: michael jackson uh listeners if you're curious
0: about <laughs> okay
1: okay listeners if you're interested in michael jackson or just kind of how arrangements are created from from nothing into what you hear on the radio um youtube michael jackson beat it demo and it's a beautiful piece of history. I feel like
0: we may have talked we've about this played, before. We've played
1: this in an earlier episode. Yeah, but you know we have a lot of new listeners, of so let's events. get so into it again. It's 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 a piece of history. It's an early recording of Michael Jackson just singing to himself into like a a mic, and layering the tracks. And he's speaking to to the producer in the track. He's just going, "All right, and uh, uh, this part uh, it's uh, it's going to be the, well, the king the, of pop is in the room right now, and the chorus and, and uh, so the bass the bass line goes like, ba ba ba." Bow bow bow, 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 bow and he just does that, and he layers it, and the chorus, and the vocals, and everything. So like, he does everything like beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. No And he does the harmony. Show half my time. So
0: basically, he did what tons of college students would do decades after the song was written, acapella students, that is. Yeah, kind of. He made like a whole thing. Kind of. Cool. It just
1: blew my mind that like, because in my head, as someone that writes songs. Um, if you read the lyrics, I would just think the way he wrote it was "beat it, beat it." No one wants to be defeated. Show him how funky strong should fight. It doesn't matter who's wrong or right. Just beat it. All right, cool, arranger, do it. But no, he also made up the parts of "just beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it," and he does all that stuff like it's crazy. It's so, right. and he does the backing harmonies as well. Like he doesn't play any instruments, but he's such a musical little shit that he was able to just.
0: Bleh. That's crazy. Like you do, could, you think he could read music like sheet music?
1: I believe he could read music. I I don't know. I don't I I don't know this in depth stuff. But I know he didn't play an instrument, or he's never performed with one, in a, or he's you know I'm sure he knows where the notes are on the piano. But can I you imagine if he,
0: like you see Michael Jackson come out with like an, with
2: like a guitar?
1: No, Michael Jackson does not wear an instrument an acoustic well. He really doesn't. I never really thought about it. It's weird because Prince does.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's we just used to it.
1: I'm, I'm trying to, to imagine Michael Jackson in like maybe his classic white tucked in t-shirt into like the black pants. I, know, I the, feel the, the, like... The, the, the white singlet with the flying white shirt around it. And imagine that him playing like an electric guitar. Like, it just, like it just doesn't
0: look right. Well, I think it's like I think his outfit kinda suits his performing style. Like he wants that like I feel like if that open white shirt would get in the way of most guitarists, but he can do it because he's okay, like, but, using but even it as like a prop, even on like, like, his
1: like his story tour when he wore like the military outfit, very much like what Prince does. Yeah. Even then I can't imagine him holding a guitar. Oh, Maybe that's why he doesn't play an instrument. He realized very early on. He just on looks bit, dumb. He just looks
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well I mean
1: He's well, like a virtuoso, like he can play every instrument in the world and say, like, hey, Oh Michael, you get, get a guitar solo here? Uh no, no no man, I look I look dumb. I really dumb. <laughs> look <at the> top. <laughs> I was like, I can't reach the end of the neck. was going to laugh at me. say I look tiny. tiny.
0: Okay, what? In the Jackson 5, though, didn't like everyone else play instruments? Yeah. Yeah, so he was just the thing. He was the cute little... He was a cute little like, Afro.
1: with gigantic Afro singing.
0: Oh, baby, Smokey give me, Robinson. me one more chance. Joey
1: Man, that recording of... Um, uh, oh, what was Want it? Watch back. No, 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 no. The Smokey Robinson song that he... The Smokey Robinson did oh, and oh, the Michael Jackson made Gigantic. Oh. Who's loving You? Who's? Yeah. When I had you... Dude, that is defining Michael. He was... Eight. That one I right. think he was seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And this song, Smokey Robinson had released it prior. But it was all right. It never really hit. Right. Even though it's Smokey Robinson, legendary singer of the Motown era, If you if you didn't know. And... Um, the Jackson 5 covered it with Mm -hmm. Michael on the lead Yep, and it blew up because he made this song an emotional song who's loving you come from like this crazily emotional performance come out of an 8 year old it blew the world's minds it hit number 1 it made Michael Jackson go from like novelty kid singer
0: that's why that's why Michael Jackson was fucked up and he never had a childhood the rest of his life he was trying to find have you seen his childhood because no one else has rest in peace king of pop
1: look into my
2: childhood
0: is that a song i, I don't know all right <laughs> it's just have you seen my i think mean, it's just that's all the lyric go, have you seen
2: my childhood
0: that's nope that's do you want to build a snowman, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to build a
1: snowman? i think it's the same i think they, they they borrow from each other have you seen my childhood we've gone very far deep into my this michael jackson rabbit hole
0: yeah, and that's what you've been up to, Nathan Hartono. Michael Jackson rabbit hole, one of the rides in... <laughs> <laughs> Neverland. Oh, God, that's awful. Well, While you've been gallivanting and being a poet in China, I've been off in Australia.
1: Australia. Okay, so, okay, I want to tell this story a little bit because okay, is, I it. thought this was the cutest fucking thing. So... Um, Every once in a while, when I have gigs, um, I ask John, "Hey, are you free to maybe come get some photos? You know, I think um, yeah, it'll be it'll be be cool to get some some stage shots and some outfit shots." And yeah, whenever John is free, he's very kind enough to come down and just take some photos. Mm -hmm. Um, So one day we do this, ironically enough, photography gig for like a photography event.
0: Yes. And yeah.
1: And we're pl- um, I'm playing with the usual band, and my bassist, Ma... Ma. Um, some of you might know him if you've, see- if you've been to my shows. Uh, He's the one with the haircut. He plays bass, and he looks like a penis, basically. <laughs> um, you know it. <laughs> 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 it's like a straight, perfect line. Yeah. And um, I, made it, I
0: made it look good in the photos, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: So, anyway, <laughs> John was taking photos of everyone, and, blah, 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 and he got some shots of you know, everyone from the band, because yeah. that's what good photographers do. Yay. You don't just pay attention to one specific person. And... Um, uh, my bassist saw these photos, he thought they were really dope, and he asked John, like, hey, I'm having my wedding in uh, whenever. Yeah. Can you come take my wedding photos? And pre-wedding photos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, pre-wedding photos, exactly, the ones that they display, the ones that are taken at nicely wedding, and are displayed yeah. at the wedding dinner. And I feel like it's a like, uniquely wah. Singaporean thing. No, very Indonesian as well.
0: That's why they go wah. Yeah.
1: Wah. And, um, Yeah, just this last week, John was off in Melbourne with my bassist taking his pre-wedding photos. That's what
0: we did. We went to a different country to take photos. It was a great experience. I just thought it was fucking cute, man. Yeah, it's pretty adorable. And (laughs) Um, Lorraine was really nice. Ma's fiancé is is a great trip. Yeah, Um, very sweet people. I was kind of like... I, had, I knew the idea of, like, a pre-wedding shoot, but, like, this thing of, like, going overseas and flying off, Yeah. because, yeah, you and I are getting to the age where more people are getting married. I keep hearing about it, like...
1: It's usually a destination thing. Yeah,
0: like, a, a couple of my friends went to New Zealand yeah. and stuff, and we... So, we were in Melbourne, drove down the Great Ocean Highway yeah. to this thing called the Twelve Apostles. I don't know if yeah, you've ever yeah. heard about these. Nope. They're big rocks in the ocean. Really okay. beautiful. Really, like...
1: That is true. When you say that this is a Singaporean thing, I'm just starting to realize, like, I... It... I know it happens in Indonesia as well, but more so because I understand the Singaporean environment more. I'm just thinking, people do ask for leave and then when the boss says why, they say, oh, I'm going to go take wedding photos. And that's a perfectly acceptable excuse in this country. And my thing was like... (laughs) I'm going to... Boss, I'm leaving for a week. Why? We need you here at work. Now I'm just going to go take some wedding photos. Oh.
0: (laughs) And it was like a little bit like of a jarring experience because they were like... I'm like, they're like, okay, we're going to go out. We're going to wear my tuxedo and the wedding dress. I'm like... So are we are we trying to like trick people into thinking that <laughs> the wedding is? So I didn't really get it. Like yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, is this the wedding dress you're gonna wear the ceremony? Like no, I'm like, that's the part I never okay. understood.
1: Why do you have to wear the wedding garb? Yeah, I don't know with the destination when the wedding is taking place wherever home is and everyone is just feeling shitty because they're just like motherfuckers.
2: I think it's just different
0: <laughs> style. Cause we did take pictures of them like in their regular outfits. Like yeah. he wore like a Mickey mouse shirt. She wore a Minnie mouse shirt. It was super cute. Oh, um, yeah, totes. I hope they listen to this by the way. <laughs> um, but dude, you've been to, you were in Melbourne a couple of months ago, right?
1: Yeah. dude. Have, okay, was this your
0: first time in Melbourne? This is my first time in Melbourne. Coffee. I, the coffee was okay. so, <laughs> I now drink coffee every day. I'm chasing that high of getting the Melbourneian coffee and Have you listen- had
1: anything close in Singapore? Actually yeah
0: kind of yeah. was like the best coffee I found in Singapore uh, touches t- touches the best coffee that it I just, had in it Melbourne just, it just cups it the sack it scrapes the cup of the sack yeah, yeah. of Melbourne dude the, the Melbourne I take their coffee seriously
1: no, like because I used to think it was an Australia thing, but no, it's a Melbourne, Melbourne thing. Like, Melbourne people are like, nah, man, we do coffee. Sydney dude. people, they acknowledge that we do the coffee.
0: Yeah, dude, exactly. Like, I think the, the ratio of espresso machines to people is like one to two you know, <laughs> or something like that. Wait,
1: wait, where in Singapore came came close to... Nylon? S- Nylon coffee. Strangers Reams
0: is actually pretty good. Uh, 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 and these yeah. are all near my house. Anyway, and Highlander.
1: Highlander, all I have never heard of that one.
0: Oh, Highlander is really good. Where's that at? It's along that road as well, Kampong Baru. Next oh. to it's, Stranger, it's next to Stranger's Reunion. Cool. So yeah, but like, like I'm, a, I'm a true convert to the flat white, mm. which I actually finally know what the difference between a flat white and a latte is. You didn't get a magic while you were there. I got a couple of magics. Yes, magics my my thing. Magic is like a heart, is like a is like a stronger flat Cappuccino. white. Cappuccino, flat white cappuccino the difference between a cappuccino a latte and a flat white is very one's
1: foam and one's milk
0: <laughs> one's foamier one's milkier and one's coffee but a magic is pretty foamy yes but not as much as a cappuccino cappuccino is like all foam right
1: i don't know i always just saw it as like
0: it's very good and it's cappuccino. it's a double ristretto yeah with steamed milk
1: you can get a magic in places in singapore you a can get strangers union. and Timber, and populous and toonbar bakery
0: yes yeah damn good though like when you get a good coffee yeah. it really is no
1: when you okay you know it's a good coffee when it almost just feels like the 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 the, the aroma is like reverberating through your skull like you mm. can just feel it hit your face that almost. is true
0: that is true actually yeah
1: and, and and not in a punchy way but more so of like mm, maybe smelling a candle yeah like where it just kind of takes over your entire be- it's a sensory for a while. Yeah. it gets to
0: your sinuses
1: as opposed to when you drink three in one coffee, where all the Which sensation is, is on to your, your tongue, yeah, on your tongue. Yeah, basically. that's true.
0: Actually, that's really true. That's yeah. funny, huh? Oh uh, yeah, and like, um, yeah, because I
1: had this exact epiphany, and like, I, I, I've been thinking of how to word it ever since I tried coffee in Melbourne. Yeah, and it's and exactly like the idea that. Is
0: like, I don't know if are you in general when you drink coffee? Do you put sugar in it, or no. like,
1: are you really like a copy? I only ever do sweet coffee if I'm getting a frappuccino. Right. Everything else is. You know, yeah. let,
0: let the milk or the beans do the work. It really is that. It really became that. Like, I mean, whenever, when I first started drinking coffee, when I was like a kid, I would yeah. put like four teaspoons of sugar yeah. to get used to it. But like literally, like this trip to Melbourne has really taught me to appreciate like well the, bean. the beans and the, the roast. Even in the milk, like you get really yeah, good dude. milk. And, yeah. Uh, That's
1: yeah. why Japanese coffee also tastes wildly different, especially if you're in certain parts of Japan, like Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. Um, Hokkaido is famous for their milk. It It's... Like, if you go to like Japanese supermarkets and you see like the special Hokkaido Kaido, Kaido milk. milk cartons, they're always just like a tad bit more expensive than the regular ones. Yeah. But that, so in Hokkaido, because they get it cheap because they make it there, coffee is just, it has a bounciness. I don't know how else to describe it a
0: velviness,
1: velvetiness. No, velvety is more Melbourne. Melbourne mm. feels like a nice warm blanket.
0: Interesting. Whereas in
1: Japan, it felt more like a windbreaker. Interesting. Yeah. Dude. I like, should write for coffee magazines. Should.
0: <laughs> I, I gotta swear. I, I gotta say, I swear that New York is still the best city in the world, but Melbourne actually gives it a run for its money. And there's, you know how I would describe Melbourne to someone who's never been there? Yeah. Imagine like, like a small town in America with like, um, mm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. with yeah.
0: like, uh, you know, like this, you know, like the, the one main road yeah. and on that main road is like a nice diner, a nice yeah. restaurant, a coffee That's shop, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So imagine uh, a whole town, made up of that road yeah like you might have a little funky little clothing store you might Uh have this you might have that it goes on and everyone's friendly and the weather is so nice Mm -hmm. and like it like it it like it took new york and squeezed it down or like san francisco and squeezed it down like their their version of broadway the west end is like three theaters it's just there and i you can literally (laughs) walk across the whole of the cbd of melbourne in like an hour not even it's a very small city
1: city. like if you if you want to be super technical melbourne itself is very small and then right right you, the can, you can you can kind of drive from one end of melbourne to the other in about half an hour yeah and then the outside edges of that that's considered victoria
0: yes i mean that's when, if you're being super melbourne technical. is in victoria yeah so but like, like you're, you're yeah. talking about fitzroy Collingwood, all these different neighborhoods that's a part of the melbourne mm-hmm. but anyway but dude so great uh the weather was so nice it was like seven degrees the whole time yeah my my friendly singaporean Partners were fucking freezing their balls off. <laughs> like they were dying. Yeah. I'm like, y'all just didn't pack yeah. enough clothes.
1: Um <laughs> but it was so nice. What's the verdict on the best place that you ate at? So you can kind of give
0: a shout out to fo- um any listeners who might want to go to Melbourne or If we have listeners Melbourne. who are in Melbourne. You know, it's really hard to narrow it down. You were pushing very hard for this place called Archie's. And Archie's I all day. Was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, it might be the single best dish I had, but I don't know. A lot of people are talking about um because you don't drink too much, that's the problem. Yeah. Um uh, what's well, Naked for Satan? Satan's Satan. in the sky. Whatever the hell Na- Naked for Satan or something like that. Newton Satan. I don't know. Something about Satan. I think okay, Naked for Satan is the first floor and then I think it's naked in the sky. A is the rooftop. Yeah, bar. That was the that was the last place I went. That's where I went right before I went to the airport. And that was such a nice experience. <laughs> you sit down there with a really well made cocktail. Yeah. There's like the heat lamps, and they have like these little Torta, little, little, tapas.
2: Yeah, is uh, it
0: winter?
1: Yeah, it is winter, winter. in
0: Melbourne right now. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was great, dude. I swear, it was great. Like the people were nice. My Airbnb, my Airbnb was so fucking good. Yeah, that's why I would to promote. And <laughs>
1: third- this episode of Good Hang sponsored by.
0: Dude, yeah, she has an Instagram. Third, I think it's like third floor in Fitzroy, something like that. Uh-huh. The best Airbnb I've ever had. It was wow. the, it was a converted warehouse. And it was a walk-up. I had the fourth floor and the fifth floor, which oh, was the shit. roof to myself. Two floors and a roof. Dude, I had two shower heads to myself. Did you have a toothbrush? No, I didn't. They didn't
1: provide a toothbrush. Had... Fucking three stars, bro.
0: That's true. <laughs> but it's okay. But I, I had two shower heads. You ever had a yeah, fucking shower with two shower heads? It was like, that seems a little bit. It, I guess it's meant for couples to shower at the same time. But I was just like, the shower head was to my left, my right. I just fucking X-Men that shit. I just turned it in. <laughs> I was like, Wolverine yeah. of water. Yeah and it was just very enjoyable
1: I love those like if you go time. to like those classier gyms mm-hmm. or like really nice hotel gyms and they have the jets
0: all around
1: <laughs> yeah they have like the water jets all around and all you gotta do is that like, you just rotisserie yourself in the shower
0: yeah, it should, the, the nice thing is that they should turn, turn yourself turn you by them you know they should have a spinning mechanism
1: <laughs> just put you on like a lazy Susan yeah and like you're spinning around. like a microwave
0: <laughs> and
1: then you'd be like beat it
2: <laughs> beat it
1: no thing? wrong song is that? like <laughs> uh. I, I, I feel like a lot of drownings would probably happen <laughs> like i just fall asleep standing up
0: <laughs> really it just <laughs> feels so
2: nice
1: like an, an epidemic of very odd drownings <laughs>
0: Dude, I I I swear I just got to give two thumbs up to Melbourne, man. Melbourne's it's a great such place. a great town. Um, I don't know if that compared to New York. New
1: York's kind of a, a completely they're different. different. Animal. They're completely different. Animals I, I would sure. say maybe Melbourne beats up Brooklyn for sure in that kind of neighborhoody kind of feeling. I haven't
0: spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, but I stayed in I did stay in Fitzroy, which mm-hmm. is supposedly the Williamsburg of Melbourne. Yeah. And I thought it was great. And yeah. the little that I've seen of like Brooklyn or Williamsburg, I'm like, this is it's, it's just the food can't be beat, man.
1: Like yeah. the attention to detail, the produce yeah.
0: and the meat. And yes, the attention to detail and all the different cultures, yeah. like Ethiopia, there's Ethiopian food. Mm. There's really every, okay. Everywhere I went, the people who were working in the kitchen spoke the language of the restaurant that they were they, the huh. restaurant was from. Like I went to this little Italian joint, which looked like it was straight out of the fucking Goodfellas the, yeah. uh, or, or um, so the uh, Sopranos, yeah. and all the people in the back there were, were speaking Italian. Dude, I heard someone for the first time in my life non-ironically say Mamma Mia Mamma
1: Mia I hey John the cancer, Come over here and have oh. some of this spicy meatball
0: Grazie uncle Oh, you're the beautiful moi. Oh, you give me the cappuccino How's your wife? Still dead? Oh, bada bing bada boom I'm walking here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. The waiters, the, every waiter says that. I'm walking
0: here. I'm walking here with your spaghetti bolognese. Dude, yes. So the Italians were speaking Italian. The Mexicans were speaking Mexican. The Ethiopians were speaking African.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it no, was man, a good I, time. It was a great trip. I want to go back there. Did
1: you go um, to Thai?
0: What's that? No, I didn't.
1: I told you about Ying Tai's duck fried rice. Man.
0: Everyone told me so much about everything. You know where we ended up going twice? This fucking Shanghainese dumpling place, which was awesome dude, on Burke Street. Dude. I, I, I want to go back.
1: I know, know you're getting recommendations, but I told you, man, before you leave, you needed to have duck fried rice from Ying Tai. I, every time I go to Melbourne, every single time, without fail, I'll go there at least once. How many times once. have you been there? I've gone there thrice really? all for gigs oh really yeah, I've never gone one for fun
0: this sucks man next time you have a gig I, last time you went there you did invite me to come and go but next time make it earlier and then I can <laughs> go
1: because I really want to go back I think I asked you, like two days before I left yeah. or something He's like, like, hey
0: are you busy t- next couple days I'm like uh, I got work I guess uh, what do you need I need you to fly to Melbourne I'm like motherfucker I was willing to pay for your ticket I was willing to accept it but I couldn't get time off of work and the visa situation is is not as easy for me I actually mm. have to apply and get a visa That
1: was a dope trip man right, Joel up. was there
0: joel was there
1: <laughs> anyway wait wait
0: where's Tai? like where in what street or what neighborhood is that in
1: ligon street ligon i'm sure Literally. you went there
0: yeah, yeah that's, that's that's like little the food street. yeah
1: yeah Tai. it's just really gaudily painted it's neon green and pink mm. they don't hide the fact that they're thai in there sure um, but almost nightly, lions because the food is fairly priced,
0: good portions. We had gelato. We had the line that we had to line up for, on on street. Mm. I keep I forget what the name the place, the name of the place is, but it was really good. It was yeah. pista- and pistachio was like the the go to flavor, which is my favorite flavor, and it was good. Was it
1: Hill Street?
0: No, uh, it was like some grosser? papa. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Okay. Anyway, um, um, but yeah. it was so good and duck it was a great
0: trip. Um, I got a couple, I took a lot of great photos of your bassist and I'm hopefully I can share it with you guys. But yeah, it was good. It was a good trip. I want to go back. I miss Melbourne so much. I just want that duck fried rice. I just want to feel the wind on my face.
1: Hey, what buddy. What you been up to?
0: We back. All right. I guess I'll hold it in. <laughs> um, yeah. Dude, so much shit to read about because I asked for people to send in stuff. So let's, let's get to read it. it. Uh read it. Let's do uh, Ooh. Okay. Barry Bryant asks, uh, your opinion on the Wonder Woman movie. Mm. I don't know if we want to do a full in-depth thing.
1: Okay. Let's go out of 10, followed by um, one pro and then one con. Mm-hmm. And, and then talk there. about it for about 15 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. And then stop there. Let's be strict about okay, it. Okay. So out of 10, one pro, one con. And then
0: st- and a conclusion.
1: No, no, no. The, we conclude together. So you we do the, the three things, then you do the three things, and then we, we kind of limit ourselves to two minutes of okay, good, discussion. Good. All right, Take
0: ready? It. Good, good. And I have a fun anecdote.
1: Okay, so my rating out of 10, I would give it
0: uh, 6.8. <laughs> I give it a 6.5. Okay. Well, why don't we just do it out of 100? Okay, so I, I give it a sixty-eight. I give it a sixty-five. <laughs> hey, we're both fresh.
1: That was very really simple math, but okay. Um, so fresh. my my one pro is that Gal Gadot was great as Wonder Woman. I had no qualms with her. She was really like, she she sold the fish out of waterness, like the naivety, the simplicity, but also the strength and the genuine goodness. And it was really cool to see like that kind of superhero in mm-hmm. the DC universe because like you know Batman and Superman they have the <laughs> kind of gloomy shit going on, pretty much. Yeah, so it was really cool and fun to see like 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 Wonder Woman being just a hero, and it was cool to see Gal Gadot portray that. I thought she did a great job. Cool. My my pro. my
0: my pro is <laughs> that's some that's a badass song. Like really, when that comes on, I'm like, yeah, go kick his ass. yeah. but my real pro is a uh, Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine a lot.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he was He great. was
0: very likable. Um, as Steve Trevor. Yeah. Cons. Uh, every, every,
1: everything else is so stupid.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Nathan
2: hated
1: it, and yet he gave it a 6.8. No, no. See, um, I will admit that I am comparing with the stick of other DC movies right now. I mean, sure. Because, you know, the, they need a win. You can't They need a win, you know. So, you got to play with kid gloves a little bit with this one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, And I thought that it was a very noble effort into creating, like, a... a, a, It's it's kind of ironic, because DC fanboys are like, Oh, this movie is the one! This movie is the one! They really needed to win. Like, this movie's like, this is the one! If this isn't the one, then I'm... I'm converting over to Marvel, and then finally, yes, this movie's great. This is the one. I'm a DC a fanboy still. slightly skill. above average movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm a DC fan. I'm a DC fanboy again. But dude, this movie ripped off the Marvel formula. Let's be real. <laughs> like,
0: well, I, that's they should have been doing that the whole time. They it ripped
1: off like, the Marvel formula. What,
0: what is Marvel doing well? Let's do it here. Let's, what are they not doing? Okay, but, okay. So your con is everything.
1: <laughs> My con is just that it was it was an okay Wonder Woman movie. If you compared it to like the the the. Marvel Cinematic Universe like it it would not be it would okay. not crack top five
0: I was gonna, actually I did want to bring that up I'm not, I'm trying to think of which Marvel movies I liked uh, less, less than, than Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman there's not a lot mine would Thor, be Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok I mean not, not Ragnarok Thor Dark whatever, the shitty second one
1: yeah mine is Thor, Thor Dark World Incredible um, Hulk the Ed Norton one that doesn't count okay yes it does
0: it doesn't count Lieutenant if you're not currently in the movie fine, in the fine, universe, fine, fine, fine. That's fair Iron Man 2 Ooh. Not Iron Man 3. I liked Iron Man 3 a lot. Um, Captain America yeah. for you? you Captain, Captain America, America 1 maybe? I think they're about tied.
1: I-, I thought Captain America 1 and Wonder Woman, you'll draw many similarities. You
0: know what the thing is though? Captain America 1 finished stronger. Yeah, and you yeah. know how like, the end of the movie sticks the with you more. Because right. I thought the end of, of Wonder Woman was, was, not, was not good.
1: Yeah, but I thought overall Wonder Woman is like a maybe improved version of Captain America that kind of shat the bit at the end. <laughs>
0: You know, yeah, I thought it set it up really nicely. um But yeah, I, I, it's it's. That's literally a dude. I can't think of any other Marvel movie that I liked. Yeah, less than that. No, Guardians of the Galaxy two. No. Nah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 Iron avengers Nope. I love the Man. Ant Man. I love Ant Man. Um, Doctor Strange. No, I like Doctor Strange solid. a lot. Yeah, um, there's none, dude. What else is Iron there? Man two, Th- Thor two? That's it for me. Spider Man three that does not count but then if you're gonna if you're gonna count them Spider-Man Ooh, 1 and Spider- 2 amazing
1: shit. amazing Spider-Man 2 that does
0: not count those, <laughs> those don't count they're not in the Marvel Cinematic X-Man Universe Apocalypse those don't count see those don't count <laughs> yeah but those are all worse movies than Wonder Woman is yes, to be fair superhero movies superhero movies yes.
1: okay if you're, if you're gonna judge superhero movies Wonder Woman is, is is dead set in the middle but if you're talking about MCU no, I movies
0: actually now that now that we're talking about in this scenario well I guess it's I mean overall Mm-hmm. 6.5 yeah compared to like where it lands in like the um percentile of superhero movies pretty low 20 30 maybe i'd give it a 40 sh- a low 40s let's keep in mind i've blocked out a lot of the x-men movies <laughs> <laughs> like all those shitty shits electra Wolverines, catwoman electra. Oh, we're gonna talk Daredevil. about that later. Ah, that's gonna be part of our game later yeah. funny enough um but yeah okay my con my con, uh, if I can put it up into one word, is like muddled. Mm. I feel like it was visually muddled. It's the same thing. Everything was fucking brown, which at least in this case- The mascara was bright. Yeah, which is a good point. Yeah. But as we got to the end, into the boss fight, everything just looked muddled, right?
1: It's a World War And it's World I. War One, so it's, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, Fair, but even then, you look town. at it,
0: and like her outfit was- lo- like. In Batman versus Superman, they actually... In Red Media, they did this comparison, right? In Batman and Superman, her costume just looked like poop.
2: Yeah. And bad.
0: here, it was kind of red. Yeah. So that's good. But I'm also talking about like thematically and the storyline felt a little muddled. Like I'm not sure what they're trying to say. Is it like men are... M- men, as in humanity, mm. are evil? Or is it a higher power that makes them evil? Yeah. It
1: didn't feel meaningful because okay, you know like yeah. the thing is i i told john like let me know when you're gonna watch it again because i do want to watch it but then both of us kind of came to the conclusion that we don't really want to watch
0: it again well nathan tricked me because he was like hey i'm he's like i was like hey i'm back in town i want to go watch Wonder i mean he's like oh i just saw it but let me know i'll watch it with again with you i'm like okay i'm watching it now And eh, a little bit busy and then you're like i got out i was like eh, it was okay he's like yeah i didn't like it i was like what? You tricked me. <laughs> Because all, by the way, this is like a 90 something on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: That's, that's the part I don't understand. And, um, I, mm. yeah, but then again, you got to bear in mind that Rotten Tomatoes is not so much like people thought this movie was 3% away from perfection. It's, it's that 97% of people thought it was a 65 and above. So yeah. maybe, yeah, so maybe that's what that's it is. probably fair. Enough people thought it was serviceable that it got a high rating yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I just want to—if to you, you delve into every single review, it's probably like they're all 65, 70s. Yeah, and
0: we're not gonna talk about it much. Uh, it's worth seeing the cinema, but don't get too excited. I think. Um, I watched. One thing I wanted to point out that Nathan did kind of—sorry, ho- sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But like, if anyone questions Nathan and I's friendship and like how we see things, it's because this movie proves otherwise. Because it was just like we literally came to the exact same conclusion. Like yeah. we felt exactly the same about this movie. I... For maybe different reasons, but yeah.
1: I watched it in IMAX 3D. Oh, that'll fuck you up. And a lot of... Because like, I, I heard the CGI was bad for the movie. It's
0: bad. It was um, pretty bad.
1: But in IMAX 3D, it was...
0: Exceptionally bad.
1: It it, it draws out... Because IMAX will separate the bad green screen stuff at the back with the actor already. Yep. So it made, the, it made the special effects super obviously kind of weird.
0: I think that's what really fucked me up too, especially the end fight. Like when fucking... Spoiler alert. When Ares gets his armor and they're fucking fighting, it looked like green screen shitty nonsense. Like
1: Transformers fights.
0: A little bit like that, but worse. Oh, man. I knew the effects for the last fight were cool. I fell asleep
1: at the ending, by the way. So how
0: are you going to know that? <laughs> I, mean, I got a little bit excited. Okay, we're so in spoiler territory, but here it doesn't matter. You, you've you watched it already. When they revealed that David Lewis, like the English guy, was Ares, I got a little bit excited because... Uh-huh. I'm going to show Nathan an image here. Um, The recent... Run of Wonder Woman uh-huh. from twenty eleven to twenty just last year I think twenty sixteen yeah there was a big like they recreated the the Pantheon of gods and mm-hmm. like the the characters uh the character what do we call it? The, the, the how they designed the characters yeah. of the gods were so interesting so let me just show you what they did for this version of Ares in the comics. I think it was so cool uh I'm gonna show nathan I'm gonna put a little photo in the show notes, but like it, I thought it was gonna be him like so how they did it in the comic book is it like uh, the God of War, he's just dressed in like this khaki suit, barefoot bald guy with like a long ass beard, like he's like an eighteen sixties gentleman gentleman general from the US, but everywhere he walks is covered in blood. Oh, so wow. I got excited because I thought that they were gonna go this route, but they didn't. Instead oh. it was like 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 injustice much, video game yeah English. yeah. But like then they then they did the flashback to the beginning of time when Zeus was fighting Ares and Ares removed his helmet and it was looping. It looked really weird with his mustache yeah the god of war does not wear a mustache like that at the beginning of time Nathan.
1: also i thought Lu- i thought lupin was the disguise not him you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he went with that look and he stuck with it for a training. yeah he's like ah oh, fuck i fucked i can't
0: change like um, <laughs> this is this is who i am <laughs> I, I am lupin forever <laughs> <laughs> oh David lewis Uh um, but yeah okay we're not we're talking about it yeah, we're done. Much. We're done. Awesome. Okay. Um, moving on. Thank you, Barry Bryant. Uh, Ling at Ling fidget spinner.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't care. Do you have one? I mean, no. I I have. I had Beyblades as a child.
0: What's a Beyblade?
1: A Beyblade is a top that you battle with other tops.
2: Oh it's yeah, but the thing is, like,
1: it it comes with like it's this crazy. Imagine like a like pull top. a pull string. Is that the thing? No, something like that. Imagine like a top. You attach it to this thing, and then you wind it up with this like cord. See? Yeah, thing. I've seen that. And there's yeah. like a little and then arena. they have blades on it and shit. And then they have these like it's like a like a half shell arena thing that they bowl and they spin around and knock each other off, and it's fun and it's great.
0: Anyway, <laughs> so that's why an nano boosted reaper is called a Beyblade. I get it now.
1: It's just um. It's a toy trend.
0: It is what it is. Sure. Fair enough.
1: Last year it was Slime. The year before that it was. Tickle Me Elmos? No, that was. Okay, Tickle Me Elmos, I remember. That was about seven years ago. No, 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 no. no, no, no. The original, yes, but the new era one. Yeah, there was a rehash of it that Ellen kind of demoed on her show about seven years ago, and the world went crazy. That's crazy. Christmas time, that was like the what was that movie? Arnold Schwarzenegger was in where he was fighting for that Christmas. Oh uh, yes, toy? Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Yes. Um, it was like that. Everyone wanted one and I was so fascinated by it. I wanted one too. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: Zentan asks, I have one. I like it. I mean, it's no, whatever. Uh, Zentan asks, how about some book or literature recommendations based on recent readings? I'm looking for a book to read in the army.
1: Uh, oh, um, well, I mean, okay. This is what I read when I was, as as I was going into the army. I read this book called "Eating Animals" by Jonathan Safran Foer. That's a weird book to read. It's, when you're it's going. less of a book and more of an essay. Yeah, um, about vegetarianism. It's a, it's a novel
0: length. I, I started. I never finished. it.
1: It's a novel length essay um, about <sighs> vegetarianism and some facts about you know the current state of food production. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why I read that. I like Jonathan Safran Foer. He's a Saw that writer. he wrote another thing, and it just happened it's to be. It's also going,
0: very well received. Yeah,
1: and I just happened to be going to the army at the time, so I read it. And um, because of that book, I decided to try a vegetarian diet while in That's basic That's right. Training. Yeah. I decided to try a, a vegetarian diet while in basic training. Um, it was a cool experience because I was learning about a thing and I was immersing myself in this thing that the army would then force upon me and I couldn't change my choices. Um, really interesting experience there. Because, you know, sometimes maybe we tell ourselves, oh, I'm going to try to go vegetarian for the week. And then we backslide because someone brought chicken to the barbecue. Sure. Um, why what are you doing at a barbecue you're trying to be vegetarian. just make better life decisions
0: if if everyone became vegetarian the environment would be in a much better place
1: oh for 100 for percent um but there's something interesting about like um committing to this experience while reading this book and like being away in an island it felt really yeah i'm
0: yeah, yeah that's cool, cool. That's cool. It's, I, I like that you bring like literature into your experience of life um for me i'm reading two things at the moment i am Re- rereading slash finishing that <laughs> Wonder Woman run I was telling you about. That was by Brian Azzarello, if mm. you're into comic books. If not, um, the trailer for The Murder on the Orient Express just came out, which prompted me to finally read that book. Oh. Agatha Christie. I've never read any of Agatha Christie.
1: I will give a slight disclaimer that comics are probably not the best idea. Not allowed. Well, it's not that it's not allowed. It's just think about it. Um, you can't bring iPads, so you know no. You, bring, like, you can't store forever, and yeah, and you can't. You can get the paperbacks, but honestly, like a good like solid collection doesn't last you that long. Why don't you read? um... Like I could finish one of those in a night easily. And he's in the army, so he's not going back for a while. He's in it for the long haul. You got to get like *Handmaid's Tale* or some shit. You know. <laughs>
0: What about what do you want
1: knock a person out with that book?
0: I you read something like The Things They Carried. That's like a real meditation on the Vietnam War and shit. <laughs> you know, if you're really gonna get into the army, <laughs> the first day you get a gun, like, I've seen some shit, man. You don't even know, man. You don't even know. Um, oh like What's his face In Wonder Woman Yes Yeah okay.
1: I, I'd recommend Like a nice long book That you can You can accompany you Throughout the Three months That you spend In, in Tukong um, Maybe 112263 By Yeah Stephen that's King. really long Super long book But really engaging It feels like Like at some point I was reading that book Like I would watch A TV show because every chapter was a f- of a fair length, and that book seemed to last forever. So I was just like, one chapter, go to sleep, and then it's like, oh my God, like, what's going to happen next? And the next day, one more chapter. That's
0: funny because that's. I stopped myself. That's me. what the TV show felt like. The TV show was super good.
1: I haven't seen it. You haven't yet. watched it, right? No.
0: That's funny. You see, Nathan's read the book, but not watched the show. I've watched the show, but not read the book, and I, I love the show. James Franco. Ah, speaking of which, I'm also reading, yeah, Handmaid's Tale, which is a great show. James Franco.
1: Is he in that? No. Okay, I just assumed that's why you brought it up. <laughs>
0: Oh, I watched Alien Covenant the other day. James Franco. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Burned corpse. Um <laughs> uh, Alicia wants to talk about this Lee Ho Gong Cha thing. Do you know about this Lee Ho Gong Cha thing?
1: Is that a new Korean actor?
0: No. <laughs> new member of <laughs> the new member of Big Bang, Lee Ho Gong Cha. You may need to help me look this up while I talk about it for a second. I have okay. slight experience with this. Gongsha
1: is going away and being replaced by Liho? Oh, okay. I heard this. Is that um, what it is? Okay. So Gong Cha uh, is a Taiwanese bubble tea, not, bu- bubble tea, tea brand. In Singapore. Taiwanese bubble tea brand and that was world brought world over world. by a Singaporean franchiser. So how it works is they buy the rights to open a franchise in Singapore. They bring in some people from Taiwan and QC, a bunch of um, branches, and eventually they expand. So we all know Gong Cha. It's yeah, you know, pretty ubiquitous, it's ubiquitous in the world of BBT fanatics. Yes. Um well-known for their high-quality teas and... Bubbles? F- what did they call it? They call it a macchiato, but that's not right. The one where the they like, have tea and then the milk foam on top?
0: I, just, uh, the, that was just the gold, just called the gong cha milk tea. It wasn't the most... I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, okay. but like the salty milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, um, the franchise owner, he is taking away every single outlet and replacing it with this locally...
0: Um, uh, started bubble so tea. The chain. guy who brought gongcha in originally, yeah, is replacing all the gongchas he brought in with his own shit. What's the difference? Like what? Like and then why is he putting cheese in it? That's the fucking fucked up part. There's cheese in it, dude. Yeah, I went to one the other day because me, and my friend. <laughs> this is on treat yourself day, so I forgot my mani petty. Oh, so
1: the change has happened already.
0: It's already happening. It's happening. Oh, so, so bagels, the mani petty. Then we had gongcha, which ho, all we mean. found was liho, and they have cheese. They have cheesy milk. Okay, how is the, assume... is, is the
1: cheese melted on top? Is it infused into the milk? No,
0: it's like it takes the place of the foamy milk on top. So I assume it's like some kind of mascarpone, cream cheesy Oh thing. right, but still, it's just like <laughs> here's some cheese. I'm like, okay, i was some cheddar. I'm imagining
1: tea. them like with an open cup and then like some Parmesan and then <laughs> grate <it> on. <laughs>
0: grated on top. And <laughs> like, you're like, just
1: by sheer like reflex, like. Yeah, a bit more. Wait, I think this is right, but it feels so wrong. <laughs> Just keep going. A couple of cracks of pepper in there, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I, you know I mean? Like, I'm adventurous, but I'm like, I don't think I want,
1: I want cheese in my tea. I don't enjoy it when people use cheese in sweeter things. I don't know why. Like, um, I don't like when, it, it when there's, de- like, like, cookies you, of cheese on top of them.
0: Depends on what kind of... Like, cheesecake. I mean, that doesn't count, right?
1: That doesn't really count. Um because mascarpone doesn't really count
0: as th- th- a- I'm just like that's what I need to know what's in this cheese <laughs> like you need to give me a better fucking example they're like, yeah. they're like get, uh, get our milk tea with cheese I'm yeah. like no no like some
1: people dig it when like you have a pineapple tart or a cookie and then you like have parmesan and you you, you broil it after to have that yeah. like crispy parmesan yeah, on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a fan. Just put some salt <sighs> in cookies. There's
0: a Filipino thing called ensamada, which is a cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot, but I don't right. really understand.
1: I could go with that. If, if you remove the cheese from the ensamada...
0: It would be a piece of bread. It would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But that's what's happening there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. That's pretty that's pretty crazy. Um,
1: I just think it's it's like the most like badass move. Like, I'm going to bring up this brand that everybody loves and then i'm gonna open more branches based on everyone's love for that brand and then i'm gonna take all this traction that i've gained from all these locations that i've opened and replace it with some new shit and my shit and everyone's gonna be forced to buy my shit
0: it feels vaguely like mobstery, I guess he basically closed
1: out an entire chain and opened his own yeah oh anyway but he owned both of them so it's strange
0: uh, let's see here. Some people like Maggie and Sheena are asking us to talk about stuff we're going to talk about in the news. No worry, we're going to talk cover that stuff you guys what? wanted. Uh, Maggie Town Wait, wait, wait.
1: Pause. They asked us to talk about stuff we're going to talk we're going to about, about in the, the
0: news, news anyway. So, like, people are like, talk about the racism thing. Talk about Oh, oh right, we'll right. Talk right. About it. We'll talk I about
1: thought it. that was the question. Like, hey, can you guys talk about some stuff that you talk about in the news?
0: No, that's. Yeah, no, that's not what they said.
1: That would be antithetical because then we'd be doing the news during we read your shit, and then I feel like we're crossing yeah, the streams. Yeah, guys. You and guys then like, dumb. yeah, like the you're trying to ex- ex- implode the show from the inside.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. Put more thought to your questions next time, you stupid fucks. Stop that shit. Yeah. Uh, Justin Tan says, "Hey, talk about the hashtag Two West extension, which just means there's the downtown line is extending, right? Is that what's happening? Is that right? Yeah, but every time a new MRT." Line opens up and saying where it's like it's like it really is like holy shit. A whole new world. Don't you dare new. Close your eyes A dozen things you can get to slightly easier for two dollars. I'm I wonder when they're gonna raise the price though because two dollars to ride anywhere is like so cheap.
1: Is that kind of pricey
0: compared to where? China.
1: Well, do China. Do you well, train <laughs> rides in China are a flat four yuan.
0: That's like 10 cents or something, right? No,
1: it's not that bad. But no, it's like car- a $2. It's like a- a $2. 80 cents.
0: God, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, because currently I think it's one to five. So $1 mm-hmm. to every five yuan. So the current rate, flat, wherever wherever you go. Oh, wait, no, no, that's wait, not wait, right. I'm no, confusing no, no, something, no, no, too, because no.
0: Singapore trains are cheaper than what I'm, I'm seeing right now. Mm. What's $2? Where did I get that from? I don't know. That's that's New York. <laughs> 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 My bad. The fuck? My bad.
1: Um. Yeah. Now I, this is gonna sound like super like ugh, and dickish, but I I've been fucking out of touch with public transport. I haven't taken a bus or train in a really long time. I don't know how much
0: they cost anymore. Okay, one percenter. I'm gonna
1: be surprised one day, like in like twenty years, when I decide like take a bus and be like.
0: Back in my day,
1: back in my day, a, bus, a, bus, my ride, a bus ride is $0.55. Cents. Uh, Agnes. I still remember. Dude, it was. When when you're a student, a bus ride is $0.55. Cents. I always remember it because crazy, I man. would have a $0.50 cent coin, and then I would have no $0.05. Cent, I would have a $0.10, cent, and then like I would put $0.60 cents in, get the receipt. still says $0.55. Cents. I didn't yep. get any change. Fuck Fucking, them.
0: That, those $0.05 cents add up, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, sure, man. They add up. Adds up do that twice as 10 cents etc uh agnes wants to talk about dear evan hansen we did already check it out if you haven't yet uh angela wants to talk about wonder woman we did that already um
1: speaking of wonder woman and angela freaking angela lee defended her title anyway move on
0: we gotta get her on the podcast i think she'd be really interesting to talk about i've tried you know she's like i I think she's cute but i think she's gonna beat me up you know it's kind of confusing I think that's why she always wins. Hmm. That's what the, 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 the her <laughs> opponent across is thinking about that. And then boom, that's hooked to the head. Uh, maybe it's a bit oh, this is from Chloe. Uh, how do you figure out the places you want to go when making travel plans? Any website or travel guide to recommend? That is a very pertinent question to this episode, apparently. Mm. Uh, any tips, Nathan, for traveling?
1: Um, I'm really bad with planning shit. <laughs> um, I just kind of plan where to go. Like, I'm going to that country. And then once I get there, I will Google Maps, like, the stuff that's around me. Mm-hmm. And then while I'm on my way there, I will research while I'm on my way there, like, what else is there that is kind of nearby or that I can take a train to or a bus to. But, you know, it's kind of off the cuff very much because I, I, as much as I appreciate, like, having a goal and going to that place that someone recommended or this website recommended or this blog recommended… Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really enjoy like just walking around like the local and not quite knowing where I'm
0: going. Sure, sure, sure. Getting lost.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Or like even like getting lost in a guided way. So for example, say you're in America, um, if you have Yelp, Mm-hmm. Get lost somewhere. Or Open Google Yelp. Apps. Yeah, and but I find Yelp a lot more like neat. Anyway, yeah. depends
0: on the where you are. Like Yelp yeah, 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 was yeah. not very hand, helpful in Melbourne, but no, no, yeah, everyone no. used Google Reviews. In, so in U.S., in U.S. specifically, Yelp is very good in America.
1: Yes. In U.S. specifically, say for example, you just oh one, I, I want to go to L.A. Just go to L.A. Think of a neighborhood that you know you've you maybe want to visit or sounds cool. Just turn on Yelp, and you can get lost in a guided way. Like you know, you can have that's a good point. You can have you can, have, you can get lost and. Still be in curated places.
0: See, if you're anything like me, what you're going to do is you're going to find all the awesome restaurants you want to go and then plan out geographically. Like this mm. restaurant's next to this one. So that's lunch to dinner. In the middle, right. I'm going to wander around here. So you map it out. Pretty much, yeah.
1: But you didn't fucking go to Ing tai
0: I went to other places though. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Ma had the most intense, detailed itinerary of anything I've ever seen. Yeah. He, he had. I should show you the like to the to the minute. He had like this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna hang out here. We're gonna have breakfast here. Thirteen twenty seven, dude. Yeah, I'll show you the fucking fourteen fifty eight. It was. It was. I was actually as someone who is more of like I like to improvise and like whatever. It was good to be like this is a rigid plan. I'm like, fourteen
1: fifty eight to fifteen o two. Toilet break. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's like well, we're running out of time, John. I'm, I'm wiping. I'm wiping as fast as I can. Get out to John. John, it's too late. Uh here's a nice comment from a new listener, Nathan. Not really Ooh. a question. Uh, this is from Ardeen or at oh yummy Sardines. Ardeen oh Yummy Sardine. Uh hey at Nathan Artono. Just wanted to let you know that I started the pot the at Good Hang podcast a few weeks ago from the very beginning, and it, it's pretty cool how I feel like I'm traveling back in time. Yelling inside, well guess what? Donald Trump is president now. Fuck. Keep really? up the amazingly funny work, guys, and let's hope I can get to the current episode listening to the current news and movies soon. So Ardeen,
1: wait, wait, pause. What if she never gets to the she, card never she, never she never
2: hears, hears this. <laughs> this.
0: Um, you're you're a dumb you're a dumb whore, Ardeen. I hate you. I hate you so much. Wait, 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 pause.
1: Yeah. Even if she wasn't hearing this, why would why would your first reaction be to taunt her?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe deep seated <laughs> hatred of people named Ardeen. Understood. Fair enough.
1: So it's an uncommon scourge. It really is. Um, but seriously they'll fuck you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, I Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean that too. Thanks for listening. If you ever catch up and listen to this. It's just like, I talk shit, she's never going to hear. But that was the hypothetical, right? Understood. Oh, it's all gone. It's all gone. Never mind. Uh, and someone in Instagram Live, finally, someone in our Instagram Live before we went on tonight. By the way, look out for that. We go on live from time to time. It's our thing. Asked about any tips for going on a first date.
2: Mm.
1: Ooh. I think you're the expert here, John. <laughs>
0: am, I, am I? I mean,
1: you've been on more dates than I have. You, That's you true,
0: actually. Yeah. I have. I've been on my fair share of dates for a yeah. uh, fat guy. <laughs> surprisingly, why what, um, what you,
1: what you got to bring weight into
0: it? I don't know. Ugly guy. Whatever. Boring guy. Um, good huddler, though. <laughs> um, first date. Uh, you know, if guy or girl, let's let's go. Let's assume she's a girl because let's face it, there's a good chance she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, let your friends and your parents know exactly where you're gonna be (laughs) turn on your gps function on your phone
1: find my iphone
0: (laughs) find my iphone put that on um tell your parents that if you call them and you say you're having a really decent time that's code for you're being kidnapped Mm.
1: and remember just in case just a precaution uh get all your donor cards checked get yep. the boxes
0: because yeah. don't want to be selfish yeah you never know you don't be selfish Just in case it's a um, first day but you never know to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and like if you're in um a, a car and a weapon is drawn on you remember to use the car as your weapon you wrap the seatbelt around his head you know mm. yeah. also no means no
1: yeah um i want to ask you a genuine question first date movie yay or nay no. Mm. Nay. See, this, uh, this, uh, this is, I think, where a lot of people are divided. Because one party believes that first date, the best way to alleviate the awkwardness is to make sure that half of it is spent looking at a screen. And then the other half of it is talking about what the shit you saw on the screen was and like what you felt
0: about it. Well, here's it. the thing. I mean, I've had success with going to a movie. But if if your first date first date is like a whole day where it's like you meet up. Okay, so here's like one of my first date with a girl who became my girlfriend we met up at a bookstore because we were talking about books and like when we should read each other and I bought her a book I was like hey check this out I think you like it Nerd. then we did that we had a coffee then we watched Three Hundred mm. Two, Three <laughs> Hundred Two. 2 Great first date movie. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're going to go to... Rise date, you know, of the Empire. Don't make it like a romantic movie. Don't make, uh, make it a fun movie. Uh-huh. Then after that, we had dinner. Then after that, we had a dessert. So it was like a whole day. Right. Like the movie was only a fourth of it.
1: This was less of a date, more of like a... It was a day. Day out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to go, hey, let's go watch this movie... You have like five minutes of like, ah, I heard this movie is good, and they like, oh, here come the trailers, oh, 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 it's it is all around us, oh, <laughs> and then oh, movie starting, oh, I don't want to be an asshole and talk during the movie, so I'm just gonna sit here, yeah. sweaty palms, not knowing what's going on. Oh, I'm gonna remember that line so we can talk about it later for Rudy Hartay, and then afterwards you're like. Oh, that, that movie was a movie, wasn't it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was a movie. And yeah. what
1: if you disagree on it? What if, like, one person thought it was amazing and they didn't thought it was shit? And then that's, like, your first yeah, argument then, on your first date.
0: And then, no, but then you're trying to be like, oh, I'm trying to agree with you. Like, oh, she's like, oh, yeah, the cinematography was quite nice. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I love the cinematography. And then you're like, oh, what the fuck? Is, what is cinematography? I don't even understand. Is it something to do with the camera? Uh, you, you know, like, don't go to a. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. I think movie is. uh, I'd allow it on the second date. Sure, sure I'd allow it in the third, second date
0: um, once you're comfortable with each other, I think the main thing you want to do is building rapport yes so I think afternoon coffee mm. with uh, a, a option of dinner exactly
1: you good. do not you don't want to go straight to dinner unless I'm mean, okay uh, if it you depends have, on what your interactions like before then right It also depends if you have full-time working schedules Sure. Say, for example you have full-time working schedules you work on opposite sides of the island you can't meet for lunch dinner might be the thing. Yes. Um but I would if this is a first date I might replace it with a weekend brunch. Although yeah, That's a good idea. Yeah, but there's also the um kind of implication of this is a first date. Do you want to take her weekend?
0: Mm. You know what I mean? But then it's there's then a lot it, of things to think then, about here because there's a, there's a, it's a communication, right? Cuz then it's like, "Oh, she does." It's like, "Oh, yeah, Ooh, yeah she's yeah, willing yeah, to yeah, give yeah, yeah. me a Saturday morning." That
1: is that is actually, yeah, that <laughs> that, that that's like a um do you like me
0: checking yes mm, no yeah, maybe yeah. yes no maybe so mm. um yeah um be i'm, I'm guessing this is you a younger person yeah and when you say first date i wonder if this means this is her first date ever mm. in which case i would say make sure to take a shower mm. be clean
1: eye contact be but nice. not too much eye contact
0: yeah just be yourself just listen
1: inhale through the nose exhale through the mouth
0: yeah or inhale through the nose and exhale through the other nose mm-hmm. i mean the other nostril
1: truly yeah <laughs> It's like a weird
0: <laughs> uh no just relax have a good time um don't try too hard have fun uh let me ask you nathan let me get some like so how do you go in for the kiss wow, what's your style oh, what's your myth um not great and also is, is more than not first date get a kiss at the end or oh uh, no no no
1: i'm i'm not that bold or Ooh. confident you know the The few first dates that I have been on, um, the whole time I'm just thinking, "She fucking hates me." This sucks. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't really think the person likes me until like yeah. the post conversation after.
0: The post conversation of the date,
1: like, the, like when you're chatting, you know, oh and, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. texting, and then you realize, like, oh, I guess that didn't go too bad. Then yeah. the second date, you know, whatever. Um, but never on the first date, not for me at least. Really, okay. it's it's just not one of it's, it's not something that I've done. I am not against it. Mm. I have sometimes felt the urge to do so, mm. but I held back because I'm a little bit of a wuss.
0: Well, I, think, um, I think it's like, it's it, another part of that is like, not just that you're being a wuss, but you're yeah. not sure if you're... Exactly. Yeah. So it's about... Creating... Like
1: what? I never want to find myself in that moment where I go in for a kiss and she goes the other way. <laughs> I never... want. Okay. If I live my entire life not having that moment in my life, I feel like I've won a victory.
0: At the same time you're not going to have, that means you can never have that moment of like, you lean in for a kiss and she leans in too, which is also like, that's probably like as bad as the first situation she says that's, uh, that's as good as that situation you mentioned is bad. What you do you mean, what I mean? I'll never have that. If you like, of like on the first date and you feel a connection, you're like, I'm going to like lean in here and she's going to lean in back. And you're like, Oh, this is about to happen. This is going to happen.
1: I mean, it'll happen eventually. The first kiss will always have that kind of interaction. Yeah. I guess. It's point, yeah. It's, it's a, a flawed argument, point, man. Man. Good point, good
0: point. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, um, uh, I think a lot of it is, um, like John said, just have fun. Try to be yourself. It's going to be tough. It's tough to be yourself on the first date because you kind of want to be the yes man or the yes girl or the yes woman or the yes gentleman or lady. Um,
0: whatever, cissexual, whatever you are, whatever heteronormative, um, whatever. But
1: yeah, it's a it's a push and pull, you know. Try figure it out. You're trying to just feel yourselves out and see like what each other's comfort level is you know and that? conversation. Takes. Yeah, and at
0: the end of the day, relationships we make them not to be complicated. But it's it's two things. Do you like this person, and do you want to put your face on this person's face? That's all you really need to ask yourself. Mm, face. Do touching. you like to spend time with this person, and do you want to touch their parts? Get it on the touching
1: of faces.
0: Yeah. All right, that's it for that segment. Woo! All righty, let's play a game. Let's, let's play a game. Play a quick one. A quick one. Time, time. What you got for me, Joe? Well, Nathan, to celebrate the release of Wonder Woman, I thought we'd do a little Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, based celebra- on I don't, other know, I don't know if we should be celebrating. Wonderful <laughs> women. Okay. Why shouldn't we celebrate it, Nathan? But we live c- in an era when a <laughs> female superhero can carry her own movie. <laughs>
1: No, but I, I do want to say this. I, I really do love that we're getting more and more female protagonists, more female lead characters. A part of me, the cynical part of me is going like, oh, now studios are just doing that because it's a trendy thing to do. But I'm thinking about the kids here because adults can be as cynical as they want and saying like, oh, the studios are just doing this to, to, to be PC and get the woman audience. But I'm thinking about the young kids who are unaware of all these politics and unaware about all these pretenses and preconceived notions. And mm-hmm. they're just watching female superheroes mm-hmm. in big blockbuster movies as they're growing up. And I'm very curious to see what that does t- in about 20, 15 years. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I'm very curious behind like what mindset that creates to someone who was born in this uh, or going through their youth in this era. Yeah. Right now. With,
0: with their rays and their wonder. Woman's yeah. And, and
1: their Ursos. Well, the
0: force awakens. It's So good. Uh, Wonder Woman right now is sitting on 93%, doing a very good job. So let's talk about other wonderful women now. It's, again, it's a time to celebrate. We have good movies coming out, starring mm-hmm. all these wonderful women, all those people we mentioned. It's so great. Yeah. So let's look at the other people through history. Nathan, what do you think was the Rotten Tomato score for Catwoman? Ooh, I did not finish this movie. I've I watched, never started this movie. I watched the first 15 minutes,
1: and then I realized that, oh, okay, this is straight-to-DVD stuff. Um, but... Halle Berry, Halle Berry, Oscar nominated. Did mm-hmm. she
0: win? Yes,
1: she did for Monsters for Ball.
0: Monsters Ball, yes.
1: So I feel like
0: it made her feel good.
1: I feel like if anything, that is more of a detriment because I feel like maybe because this is after she won the Oscar. Is was it? I believe so. Mm. And I think this probably got a bunch of people like with high expectations, thinking that oh, this is gonna be the Dark Knight of female superhero movies because <laughs> this guy's Oscar winner before, and Halle Berry.
0: I think that was before Dark Knight came out.
1: I, I, that was that wasn't the crux of the reference. I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway, um, I believe Catwoman scored a very low, yet oddly for its level respectable, twenty two percent.
0: Twenty two percent. Catwoman received nine. Oh, good. Jeez, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so Nathan, that you have now a score of thirteen. Play mm-hmm. along at home if you haven't yet. Uh, next, jumping around, how about we do a little bit of good movies this time? Nathan, what do you think Alien got on the Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Ah, Sigourney Weaver, I was like wondering. Um, replay, replay.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Alien. Ooh, the first one. It's iconic. I mean, who cannot like it? Unless, you know, you watched Prometheus and Covenant and then first? Alien. Yeah, I um, so. that would fuck you up. Because... They're not really aliens, are mm-hmm. they? Um, let's go with a 92%. 92,
0: very high. Alien got 97. Nice. Nice one. You got five on that one. Well deserved. Bring up your score to 18. I'm keeping score for once because I feel like I should probably do that. <laughs> All right. Cool. Moving right along. I'm wondering if we're going to see a trend pop up here. I don't really know. I'm not really looking for it, but let's see. Yeah. Uh, Next. Maybe a little bit for the younger crowd, but still a female superhero. Matilda. Wow. What do you think Matilda got? Superhero? She's very smart. Alright. Very spunky. She um, got pluck. Yeah. Gumption.
1: I did not see this movie. It's a good movie. I don't good musical. I, I can't even tell you. Was it an animated movie? It was not. Okay. Who was starring in it?
0: Uh Danny DeVito.
1: Sure. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Matilda
1: sorry, <starring> Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's the only one I remember. He's the, he's the dad. <laughs> um, um, but hey, man. Danny DeVito, he chooses his work carefully. Yeah,
0: he really does.
1: Um, junior was no joke. Um, I'm going to go with... 70... Oh, he directed it to, Sorry, yeah. Go
0: ahead. 78%. Real stab in the dark there, huh? Yeah, completely. Uh, Matilda actually got a 90%. Holy oh, shit. And fun fact, I didn't realize he was directed by Danny DeVito. When did this movie come out? 19... Where is it? Right here. 1996. Yeah, man. I wasn't watching movies then. <laughs> to be fair, yes. What did you say it was? You gave it a 70... 78. 78? Yeah. So that's 2... 12. 12. You are up to 30 now. 30 points... Again, to um, to win, you have to hit no higher than some kind of arbitrary score I will give later. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What about this? Let's t- let's go another way. Let's go with, um, let's put some guns into this, and let's talk about Tomb Raider. Pew, pew. Tomb Raider. Raider hmm. of Tombs.
1: That was the first um, private little poster that I had as a
0: kid. You mean a movie poster? Yeah. You put it up in your room? Yeah. You perv.
1: Well, I mean Angelina Jolie, man. When yeah. you're when you're freaking two, when did it, when I was eleven or twelve, man, Angelina Jolie two. Two thousand
0: one this was.
1: Ooh, and then I was crazy young. But still, Angelina Jolie. I remember I got that poster off of Lime magazine. <laughs> um Lime magazine. Old school.
0: Pre nine eleven. This is it. Um, it's in time, so.
1: What do you think it got? It wasn't great. I've seen it a bunch of times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everything you want to hear from a returning movie watcher.
2: Uh, you know, it's, it's it's one of those movies. It's sure. it's, it's, it's
0: it's like
1: um, uh, like Cobra or uh, Lethal Weapon three. You know, sure, not great, but I, I'll I'll fucking no, watch it. Not great, but I watch it every day. Yeah, <laughs> at least
0: at least my, once my week. thirteenth year. Um,
1: I'm gonna go with. Sixty-one, because you know it looked all right, and Angelina Jolie did a decent job, even oh. though it was super cheese.
0: Oh, Nathan! <laughs> oh no, you let your you let your 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 my youth your, bl- blur my your, vision. Yeah, your man but your masturbatory tendencies. Get <laughs> you really it really made it really did make you go blind because Tomb Raider <laughs> got a twenty. No,
1: percent. but they made a sequel, which got even less.
2: <laughs>
0: I didn't put it here. Yeah.
1: What, what, what was it? Tomb Raider and the Island
0: of Secrets or uh, some shit? Quest for Curly's Gold. Okay.
2: <laughs> Let me see um, here.
0: I am curious what what the second one got. It's the secret of something? What what was it? The I, don't
2: fuck?
0: Know. Uh, I don't know. But the there's another one coming out starting with Alicia, Alicia Vikander. Vikander. And the video games are very good. Yeah, the new ones anyway. But the
1: stories are tight.
0: Tight all right moving on let's go another way how about this one how about the original um kick-ass heroine uh of my childhood buffy the vampire slayer the movie
1: oh that, what Had a movie y'all yes. you you did not mm.
0: know that well i never Started followed Perry. The
1: series. i never followed the series you should i never followed angel you should i never follow its spiritual sister charmed
0: you should not <laughs> um charmed sucks no, Buffy's good. I would. Milano, man. I would be really curious about someone who I know would like Buffy. Starting Buffy now, you have no time for it. But I think it would be really interesting.
1: Okay. Well, to be fair, I I would watch Buffy whenever I I flipped the Star World and it came on. You should start Channel it Channel Eighteen because start it from the beginning. because Sarah Michelle Gellar. I mean.
0: She's very, very attractive. I mean, Chris McCarpenter, also very attractive. Yeah, Allison Hannigan sneakily attractive. Mm. But I think I think like, we're getting a real insight into what kind of challenge yeah, we had. We're fucked up. Beat it, beat it, beat it. <laughs> Something about the jizz confuses. Okay, great. Come back. <laughs> All right. Um, what was the movie? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay,
1: Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Um, I feel like people that watched this movie had to have had watched it after being a fan of the TV show. Mm. You know, I think so I'm I one of the
0: very few actually that watched this first than the TV show. Like literally, I was a fan of the right, movie right. and when the TV show was okay. coming out, I was like, what?
1: Okay. But I, okay, but I think so I'm cool. trying to be smart about this and I doubt that many of the, re- the reviewers did the same. I'm assuming that many of them came in pretty much knowing the Buffy lore and that this Buffy you movie. So? And, you,
0: and you think that's how Rotten Tomatoes works? I don't know. I'm actually leg- genuinely asking.
1: I'm just thinking like the reviewers are like Buffy
0: is they're
1: invested in the story and they go watch the movie and
0: no, I, mean, I f- feel like a lot of
1: these, uh, these reviews were like written by non-Buffy fans. Let's see here. Ooh. Okay. okay. I'll, I'm going to account for the non-Buffy fans as well. And I'm going to go with a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a TV show turned into a movie. How good can it be? 69%. No, it's the other
0: way around. Dude. It was a movie turned into a TV show
1: it's a tv show turned into a movie no it's a
0: movie turned into a tv show oh wait wait the movie came first
1: oh okay so everything that i said in the last five was minutes complete nonsense made no sense that's why you were saying nonsense okay, i was under, i get it now okay. i was under the impression that buffy the movie was like a serenity nope. to fly fly fi- no nope. buffy flying.
0: came out 1990 buffy the movie came out 1982 starring Sarah michelle gilbert starring christy swanson
1: oh and luke perry oh so sarah michelle Geller was completely out of the picture at the Mm-mm, time com- correct she was then why are we talking about st- this because she's
0: still a female heroine
1: <laughs> I, I learned something new today um i thought this was like a serenity to Fly- firefly other way around yeah. firefly to serenity. um no no, this no is, this like, is i, t- I thought this was serenity to the buffy that is fire anyway
0: <laughs> i get sat question i get what you're saying <laughs> this is a
1: mess it's like it's like 11.30 at night, by the way. Um, Buffy the Vampire movie Slayer got, well, it was good enough to get a fucking TV show, uh, Seventy or, or was
0: it like, oh, they didn't really get it, so let's do it another again. chance, yeah. Also, written by Joss Whedon, but not directed by Joss Whedon. Ooh, okay, that changes. You shouldn't have said that.
1: Uh,
0: 71%. I don't know how that helps you or me, but it's a 35%. Oh, no. 35.
1: I'm like a full
0: twice plus you're one. we are at 106 right now. <laughs> oh, so I broke 100.
1: Yeah, that's pretty rare. This is the worst I've done.
0: Yeah, you're doing pretty bad. What we're finding out about Nathan Hartono today is that he doesn't care about uh, female-driven movies. <laughs> All right, let's 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 see if we can prove him wrong, Nathan. Let's go with a modern one. Uh, Disney. Moana. Why didn't you go with Lilo and Stitch? Okay, Moana.
2: Anyway.
0: Uh, Moana.
1: Sorry, guys, I've not seen this. Really? It's, Dude. It came out this year. I haven't seen that many movies this year. I think um, it came out last year. Did it come out this year? It came out this year. Okay. Um, you should still watch it. Mohana. I hear good things.
0: I've heard the soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack.
1: Jermaine Clements in the soundtrack.
0: He is. He is a crab.
1: Um, I'm going it to It did say, come out in
0: 2016. This is
1: Disney Pixar or Pixar? Only? This is
0: Disney. Okay, this is... Oh, no no Pixar. No Pixar.
1: Okay. I will say this got a solid 83%.
0: Nathan Hartona, this movie got an even more solid 96%. Oh, boy. I don't even want to keep scoring anymore. It's very high. It's very high. (laughs) I broke
1: 110.
0: Yeah, it's very high. All right, got a couple left. One, let's see here. One, two, uh, three left. All right, next one. Mm. What do you think Electra got?
1: Electra. Uh, starring Jennifer Garner. Jennifer who Garner has been beautiful since forever. The beginning of time. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. no, um, oh, this one was rough. I watched.
0: again. You know, it's funny. Yeah. she was in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Do you know that? She was in Pearl Harbor with her soon-to-be husband Ben Affleck, and she was like the unattractive one.
2: Yeah.
0: No, no, that's not true. There, okay, okay. There was the hot one. Who was the hot one? The hot one was Jamie King. She was the oh. hot blonde. Right, and then there's Kate Beckinsale, who is beautiful. Like yeah. you know, she's like the you know she's the main female yeah. character. Then there's Jan McGonner with with her hair up in glasses, so she was the ugly one. And then there was the fat girl from Popular. Um, Remember that TV show?
1: No. It was How thing. dope would have would, would have Kate Beckinsale been as Wonder Woman if they did a Wonder Yikes. Woman movie like seven
0: years ago? I would have watched the shit out of that. Actually, no. Even Kate Beckinsale now. I mean, even Kate Beckinsale now,
1: she could play like today Wonder Woman when she's like slightly older and married to Clark Kent. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The problem is that yeah, they've made it so that she doesn't age. Mm. So it's like
1: does she not age anyway? Whatever. Uh, when well, I mean, well, she looks Electra. Like Electra. I had the same thing now. as Catwoman, where I watched the first couple minutes, I realized I haven't seen the shit minute of this. <laughs> I watched it purely on the merit that I really liked Jennifer Garner. 13 going on 30. Great movie. Solid. Solid. Um, uh, it was so not good. Uh, it's, it's what Catwoman got like, what, nine or something? Right? Catwoman so, got nine. Um, Electra got... I think people like Jennifer Garner a bit more. I'm going to say it got 10.
2: That is exactly right!
0: <laughs> nah, Nathan Antone hits it right on the head. Negative five points. Negative five points. Can I also just say that uh, Marvel showing its dominance over fucking DC, Catwoman got a 9%, fuck you, Electra, 10%. <laughs> <laughs> even back
2: then,
0: <laughs> even back even then, then, Marvel was killing <laughs> they, they killed the DC, man. Oh, God, They'll take that 1%. Okay, last two. Um, Nathan, what do you think the original Hunger Games movie got? Oh... Um, okay, by
1: virtue of it being like a YA movie. Oh, but then again, it was like the first of its... It was kind of the trendsetter. So you can't really fault it. Yes. Um, it's all the ones that came after that people were kind of cynical about. So because of J-Law and her star-turning performance and um, them kind of starting a whole sub-genre of movies happening, I'm going to say it gave 18... 18- I'm trying to read John's face. (laughs) 87.
0: (laughs) 84. Uh, Oh, I heard the F fricative coming out there. I thought you were going to nail it right in the head. But that's pretty close. 3% off. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fun fact, the first movie got 84, second movie got 89, mm. second, uh, third and fourth movie, 66 and 70, no. respectively. No. But it's because four films, right? There was only three books, they fucking spread out. Yeah,
1: they'll they, get they, you they, they, every time. What was the first movie? Harry Potter. Harry
0: Potter. Motherfuckers. But it was justified with them. Yeah. It was justified. I know it was because, actually pretty good. And it was, they were both very good. Yeah. And like that last book was chock full of plot yeah no so, if, if, if they
1: had put it in one movie the snape storyline would not have been as iconically yeah, yeah, yeah exactly presented
0: you know that that book wasn't even the longest book of the series i think mm. of the phoenix was i think no idea yeah uh last one let's bring this one home uh one of my personal favorite films one i haven't seen in a long time I need to revisit nathan what do you think the wonder woman of bellatrix kiddo got in kill bill Oh, I
1: thought you were going to go with Linda Carter for a while. that's a TV show. Um, Wonder uh, Woman. So, Wonder Woman. What? Kill Bill. (laughs) Kill Kill Bill. Bill. The
0: movie is Kill Bill. Bellatrix Kiddo is the name of Uma Thurman's character, who is a wonderful woman. Bellatrix Lestrange? Bellatrix Kiddo. Okay.
1: Um, Quentin Tarantino. So, immediately you are above 85. Um, We're playing in that realm now. Iconic movie, better one of the two. That's um, yeah, your opinion.
0: I think it it's is. Also, my opinion. Yeah,
1: uh, it created that icon recreated and modernized that iconic Bruce Lee look
0: with, the, with those
1: Onitsuka tiger shoes that were sold out for like two, three years <laughs> straight. Remember that shit?
0: No, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. Yeah, now no,
1: like you can get them off the shelf now. No one
0: gets. Is them. It <laughs> the red? There were the red, white, red, white and blue ones.
1: It was the yellow one with the red, black and white. Huh. details anyway um, blah, 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 blah. let me blah. see kill bill it's so niche though like, i can imagine i can imagine people getting kind of like blah, about it but Not then again it then, yeah. but then again this came out in a time where you weren't getting much of that so i'm gonna say boldly also i've gone way too far to even give a fuck about this core anymore 95 <laughs> percent
0: it in fact got eighty five percent, which see, is it's, funny because your logic was quite sound. It's I'm super like, niche. I am like, if I came up with that logic, it sounds like that's like it sounds like you were describing an eighty five e movie.
1: But maybe because I just like it a lot. But like, yeah, it, it's but I was giving it more points because maybe I was thinking at the time it came out, people were doing less avant garde shit like that, so it it seemed more exciting as that's opposed true. to tired.
0: I might actually go home and watch this movie. It's been a while since I watched Kill Bill. Fun fact: Kill Bill uh, Volume 84 percent, very consistent
1: yeah 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 Daryl Hannah was great in those movies she was really good in that movie yeah
0: Yeah. alright well that's our game time how'd you guys do I hope you played along or had some fun with that that's game time woo game time game
1: time and with that we're gonna wrap it up a little bit with the things that are going on
0: I actually just want to talk about two things which I think is enough to kind of tie this over Mm. Uh, no Trump stuff this week even though god damn um, again I defer you guys to just listen to Pod Save America they're Howdy. covering it well and A Closer Look by Seth Myers. just watch those things and you'll be fine I want to talk about two things first off I want to talk about uh, international news and I want to talk about local news first one I want to talk about is the dual terrorist attacks in the UK um, not the attacks themselves in London and uh, Manchester and then in London specifically which were awful in itself but I just want to talk about the reaction uh, first of all it is I mean, living on the other side of the globe, it's, it's, it's hard to feel connected and stuff. But at the same time, we are one race. Yeah. So I, do, I feel super connected. And it really did bum me out. And mm. um, it sounds silly, but I mean, I've been a Manchester United fan like for a very long time. So mm-hmm. I felt a connection, a kinship to that town. And it was hard. And, and the fact that it was like at an Ariana Grande concert where there were kids, kids. and their parents. Children. Um, was it 20? What was the body count? I think it was 20. 21. Around 21. Yeah. So um, it sucks. It really sucks.
1: It, I think it, it's tough to talk about these things because it's so out of our control. Because, yes. yeah, you can put security. Yes, you can put all these things. But, like, uh, odds are there's there's always going to be someone. And I know this is terrible, but the first thought I had when I heard about this is that, yes, this is f- disgusting, but it's almost like a, it's crazy that this doesn't happen more often. Mm. If you think about it, it's... Like, people gather in the droves to watch big acts like Bieber. I mean, that's why security
0: is so tight at these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it, it just, it it just.
1: It's crazy that it doesn't happen more often, and it's crazy that it even did happen. It's just that I I, I find it so hard to talk about these things, because what the hell am I going to do? Yeah, I know. You know right? it's, it's insane. I, I just want to talk about kind of that p- time period, because right after the Manchester bombings, I was in China at the time. I heard about the Manchester bombing. I was like, mm. holy shit. Uh, I think a day and a half or two days later, Mindanao um, was under um, terrorist uh, Mindanao, attack. Mindanao, yeah. Mindanao, uh, yes. Yeah. And with
0: they declared uh, martial is it Moraui? Uh, isn't the whole because Mindanao is the province <coughs> Mindanao so it's like of, I mean sorry, not the province it's the island so yeah. it's like Luzon besides Mindanao so a
1: catholic church was, a, was held hostage police chief beheaded and then they held them hostage and all that stuff and then um, um, Duterte held the entire of Mindanao in martial, martial law. law meaning
0: mm. you you just get rid of like civil military liberty, government so you can do like the government is in charge of like taking over it's a, it's a, a military town, government basically. yeah
1: yeah and so um, you don't need a
0: warrant anymore it's all yes. that shit it's basically a state of war yeah. for a population so that was two that
1: was, like, about two days after Manchester. And then 30 minutes after the the, the Mindanao attacks, um, breaking news, Jakarta, two bombs set off in the city at a bus depot. Yeah,
0: there was a lot, actually. You know the whole like the idea of like people only care about the white people? And in a way, it's kind of true. Because there was, like, Istanbul, I think, got a att- Like, a lot of... There was a lot of bombings. Kabul got uh, yeah. attacked.
1: I think I just felt... Like, th- these three specifically kind of got me because... Um, Manchester, you know, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, more yeah. significant thing. Uh, Philippines, because you yeah, know yeah, you're from Philippines. I, I know am, a bunch yeah. of Filipino people. Indonesia, Jakarta. I'm from, half my family's there. Yeah. And like it was just crazy because all these attacks happened within the span of two days. And like I was thinking, like, holy shit! Like, is this some kind of coordinated like last hail mary before the holy season starts? <sighs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't really know how their sect of the religion works, but you know, it is the fasting period now. So yeah. like, they kind of just like. Purging or something, I don't know, but it scared the hell out of me because I, for a while, I was getting paranoid like, holy shit, are these like scheduled attacks that are kind of going to be happening in a concentrated period? Started calling all my friends, calling all my family in Jakarta, trying to make sure that everyone's good, everyone's good, okay, because it happens scarily close to the city. Um, and man, I again don't know what to do, don't know what to say, all I can pretty much think about is I, I always take it back to my experience in boston when i experienced the bombing was there anything that i could actually do about it to stop it no of yep. course not but the best thing you can do is just be nice to the people around you be a lovely person let them know that despite all this hatred and all this violence and all this misunderstanding that at least a person next to them is a good person at least the person next to them um loves them as a human being and i think that's really the only i mean sadly it's the only thing we can do
0: yeah maybe um, give
1: money to charity i don't know it's shit
0: um yeah you can do that i yeah. i think also you kind of hit you kind of on the right track the way i think about it um if you're in a position to help help mm. If you are not in a position to help, you're too far away, you there's nothing you can do, you're feeling distraught, then look for the helpers. Yeah. There's a very famous thing that Fred Rogers talked about. You know, like um Mr. Rogers neighborhood, that guy. Yeah. Uh who since the internet generation, him and um uh uh what's his name, the painter guy? Bob Ross. Bob Ross have become basically the patron saints of mm-hmm. of like this generation and Bob Ross is the Pope of the Internet.
1: Very <laughs> few people know that.
0: Um, there's a very famous quote that kind of circulates that I like to touch upon whenever shit like this really gets me down. Uh, Fred Rogers was talking about, I'm not sure what event he was talking about, but he would, here's the quote here. Fred Rogers often told me this story about when he was a boy and he would see scary things in the news. My mo- quote, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. To this day, especially in times of disaster, I remember my mother's words, and I'm always comforted by realizing that there's still so many helpers, so many caring people in this world. So people are going to fuck stuff up. People are going to fuck stuff up, mm. but people are going to be resilient. Especially in the London, like like I mean, a lot of people talked about this. Seth Myers and John Oliver will talk about this, but there's like the very famous uh, there's a photo of a guy running away from the terrorist attacks in London, the the car thing. Still holding on to his pint. <laughs> do want to drop his pint? And there was an interview with this guy. I'll find a link to it. It's a really good interview where this guy talking about how um, if the terrorists don't want me to have a gin and tonic and, to, and the guy, right? He's like, and they don't want me to flirt with handsome men. That's what I'm going to do. It's the whole notion of the keep calm and carry on thing.
2: Mm.
0: So don't let them get you down. Live your life. Be cool. Be helpful to each other. And Another thing I want to brought up is the One Love Manchester concert. Ariana Grande put on a hell of a concert. Huge show. Live aid for today. I mean, the list of people who showed up to this thing are ridiculous. Man, you got
1: Bieber. You got Coldplay. Katie you've Perry. got Katy Perry. You've got Pharrell. One you've half got of Oasis. Oasis. You got Black Eyed Peas. You got Miley Nat Cyrus. Miller. Miley Cyrus. One of the One Direction dudes. Neil Horan. That one. Um, or I think it's Nile.
0: Niall, he's Irish so you can't really pronounce it shit Niall, Niall Horan yeah take that Robbie Williams mm. back to back um, and a really beautiful like it was weird I watched basically the whole thing skipping through if I was feeling bored or whatever Yeah, but I was like on the verge of tears throughout the whole show <laughs> like I don't know why I so felt she. so affected yeah she was crying throughout like the whole show I felt really affected I was just like just all this outpouring of love and, and resilience and it was beautiful and no. marcus mumford like this this crowd was huge mm. like for 30 40 thousand people i'm guessing maybe mm-hmm. more he started he marcus mumford was the first act of, he, mumford, and sons? of mumford and sons he's the, he's the he mumford? was the father ah. i guess um yeah. <laughs> yeah the brother he came on stage and let, let's have a moment of silence and for the first time ever it was just completely pitched like completely silent i was gonna say pitch black but that makes no sense it was pitch <laughs> silent. And, you know, it's not like they turn up the microphone. You can still hear the ambient noises, up. but everyone was yeah, quiet. Yeah. And then he just, I forgot what he says, but he just rages into his song. And the whole concert, dude, I was like, un- and then I actually, like, actually cried a couple of times. It was really pathetic. Yeah. Like, one time is when they brought the Manchester High School Choir came on and yeah. sang one of Ariana Grande's songs. And the part where I really, like, tears were coming down my face was when they did the second to last song, or the last song before the encore was uh, was uh, One Last Time. Which is like my favorite Ariana grande song and it one last time I need to be the one that takes you home. harmony yeah. um and it's a really cool song it's really beautiful and it, it it has a special place in my heart because it's like a it's kind of like a breakup song uh-huh. like the whole point of the song is she's singing to her ex or someone she's let go, but she's and and he's she sees that she's moving on with his life, but she's saying that for the, just for tonight, just for one night, let me take you, let me be mine, take mm-hmm. let me, take on, let me fuck the shit out of you, and then to wake up in your arms, and then you can go. Like yeah. and then I'll let you go one last time, right? Yeah. But then, like it, it's one of those things where, like, because of the events, it just takes on a completely it different had a meaning. Different meaning, yeah. Because it's like when you when you introduce mortality and death and like yeah. the idea that you want to hold on to person. For one last time it's and
1: one last time I need to be the one that takes you, home. yeah,
0: yeah. and you think about it from the point of view of a mother yeah. you know and it's just like it's, I promise. It's, it takes yeah. on like I'd never heard had a song go from one meaning to another meaning it, um, it was crazy
1: a very famous example of that also fairly recent um, labyrinths jealous labyrinth has a song called jealous and it's a, it's a song about <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, it's a song about um uh, you know break up. I'm jealous, so the chorus goes um I wish you the best of all the world can give. Um, I wish you the best of all the world can give, and I told you when you left me, there's nothing to forgive. Mm-hmm. But I always thought you'd come back and tell me all you found was. Heartbreak and misery. Mm. It's hard for me to say. I'm jealous of the mm-hmm. way you're happy without me. That song. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, um, that song, it was a decent kind of ballad hit. When did it come out? Like, hit? in the 90s, 80s? No, 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 no. Like, 2000. 2000- Oh just 13, a or years ago. 14 yeah <laughs> okay. yeah this guy called labyrinth he did it and um it was a fairly well-known song in uk for a bit but it blew up because on x factor mm. this guy he sang this song but under the context of singing it to a deceased friend
0: oh jeez!
1: and the words just took on a completely different meaning it's crazy
0: when that can happen isn't it
1: songwriting man so song- i mean the beauty of songwriting is that the artist sees it one way and writes it with that interpretation. He lets it go, puts it out in the world. Other people take it in in different ways. Um, yeah. It, it's what makes songs so like inherently interesting. The fact that people can reflect upon their own lives what they see in the song much like a good movie or a good TV show mm-hmm. and each one tells a different story or each one hits your heart in a different way or each one lights up a different synapse in your brain.
0: It's, and it's, it's huge. And it's like, I think that was like that's what really caused the tears to really. I'm just saying, I'm just again, you guys can, I'll link, I'll put the link up, but the whole concert's available on YouTube. And I'm just sitting there at my desk, just like looking at Overwatch strategies on one computer and just watching. Yeah. And then just like the song comes on I'm just, and you, and it's like a song I've listened to a million times. And yeah. like, I was thinking about this one girl, like this one girl who got away. And like, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm thinking completely different things. And it, it like broke my heart in that yeah, moment. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, and I'm like, <laughs> so
1: no, it's like the, the whole time I'm just, because it's like, a dance song. It's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole time, I'm just really baffled as to like, it's crazy what Ariana Grande has gone through. I mean, I know like it's not her fault at all, but you God. imagine how she feels, you know? Because yeah, she's
0: a young girl, man. Like, it's you know, crazy. To, to deal with this stuff. And, can't
1: imagine what she's thinking at the moment, but you know, amazing that she put on this show. Um, but I must say, the one thing that was really bothering me, Justin Bieber's guitar was out of tune.
0: Oh, I thought it was just really bad.
1: No, no, no it was out, first of all, it was out of tune. Also, he can play the guitar. He, he I've can't, seen him play okay. the guitar. He clearly just hasn't played this
0: song in a while. <laughs> I was like, "What is this shit? Can you just get Ed Sheeran to do this? This is fucking weird." All the time, ta- I'm
1: like, "I think it was it? a thing where he just hadn't played that song in a while. Also, his guitar was out of tune, and it was probably of, shaking his confidence. Maybe
0: there were a couple of bum notes. I was like, "What's happening?"
1: No, see, that happens when your guitar's out of tune. It's just out of tune. And then towards the very end, it was like a weird chord as well when he tried yeah, to end. I think that was. Anyway, probably, yeah. it just blew my mind because you're Justin Bieber. You perform so much. And they pay you so much to do it.
0: What do you mean?
1: <laughs> Learn the <a> damn song.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, that's-
1: Instead of getting that guy with the long curly
0: hair to play with him. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so the second thing I want to talk about, the last thing I want to talk about, it's it's been all over my s- social media locally. Is this fucking Shrey Bhargava? Bhargava. Bhargava, Bhargava I think. Be anyway, a local actor here, a young man of uh. For those of you, who, the few of you who don't know this, at least for those or for those of you not in Singapore, uh, this and Nathan, I think you know the facts. So correct me if I'm wrong. So this young guy who is a Singaporean of Indian descent went into audition for Ah uh, Boys to Men four,
1: something like that. It's four or five. I don't know.
0: Like a movie, which is a a, a film franchise.
2: Yes, about based on national, national service, national service, so being
0: in the army. Um, he came in. Did he did, read a scene? Uh, the casting director, whoever was in the room, whoever would be the director, or whatever, asked him to do it again, but more Indian mm-hmm. and to make it funnier. Mm-hmm. And he that he posted about that, the actor posted about that and talked about like, the racial overtones. Um, it's too long to read it right now, but it's I, I think
1: it was also specifically said that specifically said by the casting director to um, ham up his Indian accent, maybe not mm-hmm. not in those exact words, but he told him to kind of up the accent a bit.
0: Yeah. Let's the see, Indianness and in the accent. They cannot get the captain's right. The cast- blah, 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 blah. I was asked by the captain to make it a full, a quote, a full blown Indian man. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. He said, not all Indians uh, speak with a thick Indian accent. The captain's right to respond it, but that's what, that's what we want and make it funny. Okay. First, your first thoughts on this.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's been a lot of hot and cold responses. Um, a lot of people, um, uh, that agree with his discussion. Honestly, when I read the post, I, I really didn't find any flaws in the argument. Hm. The flaws that I found were in the comments section. Yep, yep, the, yep. Yeah, the world kind of broke down a little bit in that section. Because you have a lot of sex of people here. You have people who are um, uh, defending this um, actor's tray and saying that, yes, you're right, you know, racism and people are... the the, the Chinese people look down on Indian people saying that they are lower and just... Uh, what do you call it? Punchlines. lines. Mm. Um, and then there's another group of people saying like, no, Singapore is multiracial. You know, I think you're just being bitter and you weren't good enough to get a job. So you're being whatever.
0: I, and The big thing I read was like, oh, you're an
1: actor what? You yeah. Then there's another group of people that's saying like, you're an actor. That's a casting director. She's telling you how to do the job. You should do the job to get the job. And then there's another group of people who are the open inverted commas, social justice warriors, see, like SJWs, yeah, who are, um, bringing in, um, uh, uh importing over the concept of white privilege and applying it to Chinese privilege and saying all that stuff. And 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 you know, a lot of infighting going on in this comment section and all these articles by all all kinds of blogs. Um Uh I think the wrong conversation is happening, just mm. off the top of my head. Um I believe racism well no no I I know racism is well in the life in Singapore. Sure. Hundred percent. Like Yes, we are a tolerant society for some parts. Yes, we all live in fairly harmonious uh, conditions. I think for the most part, the majority of people in Singapore have many friends from all kinds of different races, I believe. Um, But... Racism is still alive. Sure. But it's not because of prejudice. I don't believe racism in Singapore comes from a place of hate, because, especially maybe from the older generation. I can't quite speak for that. Mm-hmm. But at least the generation I grew up, up in and the generation above that, you know, the current 33, four and above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we all grew up with all colors and shapes and sizes all over us. But there is still the racism because. It's not from a place of hatred or prejudice, it's from a place of laziness. And I think it's laziness because most of the time people just don't want to escape their comfort zone and reach out to someone who is unlike their yeah. unlike them in their life experience. The idea
0: is, it's it's the notion of otherness, the yes. other. Cuz you know,
1: um I know this, per- okay, for example, when I say laziness, it's not that someone looks at, at uh, like, say, a Chinese person looks at a, uh, an Indian person and they don't think, like, oh, that person's going to hurt me or that person is a different color so it's bad. It's more so, like, I don't understand that culture, that religion, that thing, and laziness takes over and goes, like, I can't be bothered. So, Or, whatever. like, I'm going
0: to throw in, like, a big stereotype.
1: Something like that, That's you cool. know? You just kind of... yeah brushing it over and i think that's where a lot of the the racism in singapore comes from just that people don't really bother um reaching out and starting conversations and inquiring and asking and making friends and really finding out about you know different races different religions different proclivities different communities um and i you know maybe a lot of it stems from just asians being very introverted and asian and um, the same way that you know, maybe if you go out to college, you'll see all the Singaporeans gather up together. You see all the Koreans yep. gather up together. Maybe it's a weird Asian thing where we just have this pack mentality yeah. where we just well, that's, stick that's people fine. Okay, okay,
0: but here's here's where I want to break it down to the fundamentals. Yeah, why is this racist? Because it is. And, Me- meaning this specific yes.
1: actor. Okay, yeah.
0: Here's why. There's truth in comedy. That's what we always say. Comedy is truth, and comedy comedy is truth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I think about this stuff because I am, I fancy myself a bit of a comedian or a comedic thought and I'm definitely a thoughtful person. The idea being what is funny and why are things funny? Funny is to me, the definition I've come up with is funny is when you reveal something truthful in an amusing way.
1: Mm. and right? when you su- Yeah, you tr- surprise the brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: it, everything. It's always there. So you yeah. reveal, reveal is the key. That's a surprise. That's yeah. why yeah. A surprise, a surprise there. And it's got to be true through, or else it's just nonsense. So when you're saying, like, I can't having not looked at the script or seen the audition, I can still kind of. I mean, we can kind of guess what it was. Like yeah. it was some really stereotypical lines. But like, here's the problem: what is the joke they're going for? Don't um, know, right? But it was be it, whatever it is. It, it had to have been something really broad.
1: So the the, the way I see it is. I believe that this person believed that it was funny.
0: Of course. So did the people putting, uh, what's his name, in blackface?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) this isn't so much of a race problem. It's more of like... A taste problem. A taste problem. It's a content issue. My first
0: thought, to be a little bit humorous, is like, they're making a fourth one of these motherfuckers? Yeah. It's
1: it's, offense. It's it's a bad writing, bad conceptualizing, kind of just shaky foundations that I think this is built up on. And the racism just happened to be a casual side dish, well
0: that's the thing is like if, if this quote unquote writer of the script was like, "This is why this line is this is why this character is funny, mm-hmm. and they stopped to talk about it to think about it. I wonder where they would go with their thought process because yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know like Indian people they're all this, and then already you're in fucking fucked up territory, mm. you know all black people are this
1: yeah blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah yeah um I uh, don't know okay well okay I'll, I'll and talk- like there yeah. you
0: did talk about it initially, but I tried not to read too much into the comment section because it's fucking toxic. Yeah. But I will say that people who are, it was drawn along the lines of like Chinese people versus non-Chinese people. It that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. You Chinese people, the white people of Singapore.
1: It is great to see like the faces next to all the names,
0: the names and everything. Tan
1: Bing Shen, like
0: Chu as Chinese. As you can get three yeah. names versus long names yeah. is what it was happening there. <laughs>
1: It's like the, 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 the Tootsies versus the Hutus.
0: <laughs> the Hutus.
1: Long names versus the three words.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. I feel like I should make a script about that. You get out of here, three name. No, you. Get out of my country, long name. No,
1: you, long name.
0: <laughs> get out of my country a long time. Yeah. See,
1: now why is this
0: conversation funny? Because it reveals the truth no of what this view could be like, heightened to an extent. We laid
1: out the concept. Yeah. We described it in a way that was humorous. It surprised your brain because, first of all, we shouldn't be talking about. And
0: unfortunately, it's, it's fucking. There's a kernel of truth there.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I
0: think I think just write better shit, and we won't have to worry about this. How about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think there's,
1: there's also like just there's something inherent in the way that we are socially. That's why. That's why I think a lot of this stems from laziness. Okay, so here's kind of my theory between mm-hmm. like if you're going to look at very binary people types i believe that if you can go to a city by yourself mm-hmm. enjoy yourself meet new people have fun be it uh, meet new people of any kind mm. like female male color religion whatever i believe that that person 100 percent, almost 100 percent, is will not be in today's open inverted common standards racist because that is someone who's open open-mindedness that is someone who's open-minded that is someone who is um uh uh, social that is someone who l- finds excitement in finding out other life experiences yeah. it can empathize I think exactly part of it. finding out new life experiences like what is it like to travel alone mm-hmm. how am I by myself how are other people Why, how is it like meeting a new person completely by myself things like or that
0: outside of my comfort zone exactly my country at my so, town people
1: that are okay with leaving their comfort zone I think by today's standards you can almost never think consider them racist mm. but it was it's so much it, its it's more so like you know, people that never dare to take the extra step and find out, you know, yeah. ask about, you know, uh, so what's it like in fasting season? But or like, uh, is it difficult? Or like, you know, what time do you have to wake up in the morning? Yeah, like, but then what does like your a- mother cook for you in the morning?
0: Yeah, that That's a, It's a chicken and egg thing. Like, yeah. do they not do those things because they can't or they They can't do those things because they don't. You know what I mean? It's like
1: I think it's more so of just a personality, behavior,
0: behavior personality.
1: It's 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 more so the fact that they can't be bothered, so they never ever find a time in their life where they understand and relate on a personal level Mm -hmm. as opposed to anecdotal level to another race or another religion. Yeah. And because of that disconnectedness, it's very easy for you to to say things like speaking a stronger indian accent
2: yeah what's It's all that it's i
0: don't what's wrong with that it's, it's also an iq eq thing right so yeah. like intellectually you look at the situation's like okay logically this seems right you yeah. went in for a job and blah yeah. but you don't take into the emotional effect of like oh yeah. how many times you must be told to do this and yeah. and how yeah. insulting it is and yeah. how few roles are available to yeah. actors of that skin color like mm-hmm. it's like like EQIQ. I, I don't
1: know this casting director personally, but I'm sure this casting director has like Indian acquaintances and everything. I don't believe this casting per, um, director has Indian friends. Yeah.
0: Because casting if, director, writer, director, it depends. <laughs> what do yeah. you want to talk about? It's like like I'm
1: not saying this casting director hates Indian people. No, no, no. I'm saying this casting director has Indian acquaintances, Indian people that he or she is friendly with, but I don't believe that he or she has Indian like friends. Because yeah. the moment you know any... One outside of your social, uh, not social, what do you call it, like biological circle? I don't know. I guess so, yeah. Outside your race, religion, whatever it is. Yeah. You open yourself up to the life experience, their cultural experience. Yeah, but
0: then you get in the danger of being like, look, man, I've got black friends, okay, but,
1: (laughs) you know, it's like... No, no, but I believe if you truly um, know all kinds of people, you understand their life experiences, the things that they go through day to day, and I... I know that my Indian friend sometimes gets looks from Chinese people and I know how that makes him feel. And because of that, I will never go to an Indian person and go like, hey, what color? It's, it's a game that people used to play about turban colors. Um, cause I, I know that I that, that kind it. of stuff, as much as people get like a, like a, ah, oh, shut up. Or like a, oh, funny. Haha. It, it sets off like a very yeah. deep set. Um, uh, not paranoia, insecurity that someone has about like, because of this one thing that I can't, I can't control how I was the, the way I was born, people see me differently. Yeah. And that is a life experience that you will only understand if you really, truly reach out to other people and try to figure out what it's like to not be you.
0: Yeah. And it goes back to what we started talking about. It's about perpetuating this awful stereotype, whatever it is, just the, it's you know what it is? It's demeaning. It's like you're looking at a you looking at a person and this and yeah. giving them yeah you know stereotypes and not yeah. looking at them like a real person. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's bad writing. It's bad, <laughs> it's bad writing. It's all bad writing. This character, Pradeep <laughs> fucking Singh or whatever, he's gonna be this, this and this. Like, no, that's he's not he's not a, a son, a brother, a father, he's not a soldier. He is a stereotype.
1: I, I can't s- I can't say much about that. I never I never read the script. I'm just guessing he was in to
0: work with I can assume <laughs> Um,
1: anyway yeah I think the, the, the broad message here is yes racism is well and alive terrorism I, I, is well alive, <laughs> terrorism and alive terrorism um, I, I think John and I are on the same page where it doesn't come from a place of hate it just comes from a place of laziness and sometimes just stupidity which
0: quite frankly could be a little bit more hurtful yeah because you have one hateful person but if you have a society that's ignorant
1: because at least the person that hates you cares
0: <laughs> the person <laughs> that hates you care to
1: find out exactly what offends you the person that hates you yeah. finds out exactly what this race doesn't like
0: if it's you know well i mean we'll get into a whole different they will research fish there. they'll research like, all, they'll all have the stereotypes their yeah but they'll have their bullshit like truths <laughs> no but like think about it I, uh, and i don't want to belabor this point too much but you think about it if you have outward hate mm. You can avoid that one person. You know that society thinks that person is wrong. Yeah. But when you have systemic racism and ignorance, and it's quieter, and it's more under the surface, and mm. it's, it's, or it surrounds you. And then swept under the rug. Yeah, you know, what's more dangerous? Year
1: after year. Yeah. I don't know. Talk to somebody, man. Talk to somebody who is outside of your life experience. Find out more. Yeah. Maybe avoid... No... I was going to say avoid homeless people, but they have so much old people wisdom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just be a little bit more open-minded. Be a little bit more empathetic. Yeah. Um, And help and look for the helpers. Mm. And keep listening to Good Hang. What's up? Ending on a positive note. What's up, bro? What's up? up? up bro? Thank you guys for listening. This is a long one, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a good one.
1: Stay hopeful, guys. Keep the yeah. love alive, and we will survive up in this jive turkey, have you met me and my buddy John? Up in this gone crazy train, up in my brain, going insane. Don't quite know what I mean, but I mean, what's up? No, <laughs> <it's the Peter> <laughs> <faded>. <laughs>
0: Alright, see you guys next week. Thanks. Ish. Oh, you're the beautiful moi. Oh, you give me the cappuccino. How's your wife? Still dead? Oh,
2: bada bing, bada boom. I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs>